to What Are You Doing Movie Archives. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Down in Front. Our movie this week is The Silence of the Lambs. Pop in your DVD or blurry. Press play, press pause when the MGM logo fades to black. The first thing you perceive of all black after the logo fades down. Best guess, press pause, and in a second I'll say 3, 2, 1, I'm pause, at which point I'll press play, you press play, and we'll watch the movie together in perfect sync. It'll be like any other commentary, except, of course, with four friends in your head. Those friends this week are myself, as always, T. Christie, my friend Brian William Finifter. Greetings. Michael Dorkman Scott. Hello. And Trey the Amazing Stokes. Hello, Clarice. Happy October. <laughs> it's, 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 I had to do it. Someone yeah, had to do it, even though that's not the line. Yeah. That's, that's evening, the, the not... The the misunderstood right. line. Exactly. Beam me up, Scotty. Famous. Play, yeah. play it again, Sam. Right. The uh, the uh, scary movie month is upon yeah. us again. Mm-hmm. We did this last year, and we figured we'd do it again this week. And there's five Sundays this month. It'll be done, fun. done, done. This might be, um, if if you ask me to sit down and write a list of what I think are the top ten most solidly made films of all time, this might actually crack, crack that top ten number. This mm. is just an insanely great film. I can't even deal with how good it is. Every setup, every payoff, it's a perfect movie, and then like another half of a perfect movie. <laughs> it's two and a half perfect it's, movies. It's, its structure is perfect. In terms of the movie that it is and what it promises you and what it delivers, it's absolutely perfect. And then you get Anthony Hopkins and Ted Levine and Jodie Foster. It's just an insanely and, powerful movie. And Scott Glenn. Two decades later, still one of the most quotable movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. people- his, his name isn't Scott Glenn. His, his name, Jose Jimenez. <laughs> that was right. That oh, was right. I hope uh, not. That was a right stuff joke. That was a right stuff reference. Thank Very you. nice. Anyway, this movie blows my little fragile mind. I love it dearly, and we can we have a lot to talk about on this one. So I'm excited, Brian. I think this is one of the really, you just saw it for the first time. Uh, the whole thing. Yes, yeah, I, so will, I will admit I'll, this is another one of those lists of like I. It's embarrassing to admit that I hadn't seen the the whole thing in its entirety, um, but I did, and it's amazing. This is definitely. Uh, I think this is one of the classic examples of American cinema of Alan Shepard versus Alan Shepard movies that there that there are. Ted Levine and Scott Glenn. Ted, Ted Levine fighting Scott Levine or Scott Scott, Scott Glenn, Glenn for the uh, and the and the back of it is they they both played the they same both astronaut played character in two different Alan projects. Shepard the first American in space in in various uh, so uh, one was Scott, Scott Glenn Scott was the right stuff and the right stuff and, and then Ted Levine in from the Earth from to the, the, the Moon. moon. Um, but yeah, <laughs> go well, figure. You know, uh, so it's basically a comic book movie too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, it's like an alternate universe yeah. story. Yeah, but no, like, like Teague said, this is a. I mean, there's not a wasted moment, not a wasted detail, not not a wasted frame in in this film, and uh, it's it's fantastic. Darkman. Oh, okay. Silence of the Lambs, motherfucker. I had I had seen this movie before, but it had been a long time, so I actually just rewatched it um, in preparation for knowing that we were going to do it today. And I was like, "This is so good." Yeah. Um, it, it's like it's like you're saying there. You you can really sense that there's nothing really extraneous um, going on, and in fact, there's there's um, some weird stuff to do with the framing that uh, we'll talk about when we when we get to it. That I was like. I don't know why they're doing this, but I know but there's, there's a reason because yeah. they're because they're not doing anything. Just you know, they're they're thinking clearly about everything that they're doing. So it's not I'm like not, in surrogates where we'll touch the camera. Yeah, every now exactly. And for a reason. Exactly. So, um, uh, yeah, it's a it's a great movie. I was concerned that we wouldn't have much to talk about, but as I was watching it, I'm like, oh yeah, we can totally say yeah. some stuff about this. It's so. a perfect it, movie. This like Chinatown is going to be us. Uh, Diving a little deeper in film school territory. Yeah, than oh, yeah. Like we have before. Brace yourself. So in. get your PBRs so ready. Yeah, <laughs> Trey Stokes. 
the man of scary movies, the scary man, the man of the, movies, the scary man of movies, or whatever. Um, I it's a great movie, and and I, of course I saw it when it first came out because I'm old, but uh, and it was a big, big, big deal then. Um, I think I had read the novel after I saw the movie, um, and then and then it's very faithful to the novel as well. Um, you know, just other than truncating things like you have to do with the novel, but um, but yeah, it's it's really quite something, and it's it's. Well, maybe we can put our finger on, uh, you know, what what it is. I th- my my assessment, and we'll see if we sort of if the if the room bears that out, is that it's a horror movie that doesn't act like it's a horror movie. It's like it's it's an Oscar bait movie, which it was, of course, and we should mention that it's one of the few movies to win the top five categories. And uh, but it doesn't like this is a horror movie, y'all. It's like telling a very in- amazingly acted, amazingly shot very polished story that just happens to be a horror story. I'm not sure I'm not sure I even necessarily count it as a horror story. But I mean it's, I, I mean it's based not, on it's, well it's not like it's not like you put this in a category with like and, and people categorize it like, well it's a horror movie. It's like well it kind of is this is but a horror movie really. this is a horror movie like Zodiac is a horror no, or, movie. Or, yeah. it's just, it's just or seven yeah. or any feature well, yeah, yeah, movie. Yeah, really. It's, it's not it's not a horror movie in the sense of the cat jumps out at, at you know towards the frame yeah. at any it's, point. It's, it's a procedural detective drama about a serial killer. Yeah, exactly it that just happens to horrify you. It's top yeah. notch across the board and every technical filmmaking level, and it just happens to be this subject matter, which yeah. is what's unusual about it. You know what's interesting? I wonder if if it wasn't such a man. That guy has a big motorcycle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't I wonder, stare. I we wonder, haven't started playing the movie yet. Uh, it was just something was outside. A, happened I, in the real world. I wonder world, if but. there was um, if there wasn't such powerhouse performances, if people would even be horrified by it enough to call it a horror film. I wonder if it's just because. Ted Levine and Anthony Hopkins are that creepy. Well, and the, that they just become so horrified. And with the this film is drama. And extraordinarily well made. I think you know. I, I think you could probably. I mean, it's a good script, but I think you could probably take this same script and give it to um, you know not such a great director who's not as good at setting a mood, and you cast the wrong people, and it, it does. It's not going to work. A, a schlocky yeah. movie. Yeah. Exactly. Nifty. So that all being said, go ahead and make sure that your DVD or Blu-ray is synced up to the point where the MGM logo faded to black. If you are there, get your mouse. Fuck, I always do that. Get your finger on the mouse or the remote. Three, two, one, unpause. Having the mouse ready is important. The yeah. mouse has got to know it's... Yeah. No, know. but I always say get your mouse on your remote. Oh. Which is the wrong thing for my brain to... Well, that's yeah. just that's just idiosyncratic, this has I guess. To be, by the way, this has to be toward the end of the life of Orion. One this of was the right last. after Dances with Wolves. Yeah. In fact, in fact, uh, from from the trivia, they had already declared bankruptcy. That's right, that's right. B- w- Orion technically doing, already yeah. didn't wow. really exist when the movie won yeah. all these awards. And they, they, put they, together they declared like, bankruptcy, and then their movie won well, all no, they, the Well, no, they declared bankruptcy, and then they, like... Put together like two hundred grand, yeah, two hundred grand pre-Oscar season to kind of remind people about it. Yeah. This is also, I think, the first Best Picture in Oscar history to win after already having been released on home video, because it came yes. out in like January, yes. and hmm. the Oscars are in December. It was okay. it was the first one that had actually been released on was on home video when it when now, it which, which might have had something to do with it because back yes. before screeners, DVDs, and so on were that big a deal. You know, having people having seen it recently. And voting well, was important. Even even still, even still, the common wisdom and this violated it because this came out in like January or February. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, we released, common, released the last week of December. The common yeah. wisdom, yeah, at best, or, or you know, the the at, at the very least. You want Avatar to come out right before you want people to vote for Avatar. It's from October right. to the end of the year. Somewhere in there is where you release your Oscar bait, you know? Um, There's only one thing about this movie that I have a negative comment about, and I feel very strongly about it. Okay. But it also seems so suspect in context that I wonder if it's actually a choice. Okay. These titles are terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These titles are huge. They block the whole screen. They're unattractive, and they don't even fade in. They just click on. They are on. very stark. And it's yeah. funny because they don't do this. At the end, the end Roger has a rather Corman, what? Roger yeah. Corman's the FBI guy. Yeah. Uh, Which the, at, FBI guy? At the end, the one giving the, the diplomas or whatever. Uh, he's the director. He sits behind. Yeah. Desk. He's got a okay. couple of cutaway uh, office scenes. Calls. Okay, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. point him out. He, um, I met Roger Corman. I almost worked on Sharktopus. <laughs> uh, he uh, at the end at the end of the movie, uh, Jonathan Demi does not do this crazy bullshit with the titles. It's a very reserved little white text, a standard movie title thing. I don't know why he's covering the screen with this, and I wonder if. He, he ended up with the movie he had and decided maybe to make it feel more schlocky by giving it these <laughs> I big... I don't know. Title... This well, is a very I mean, cheap we're, horror movie. Look, we're looking at it, yeah. uh, but we're looking at it from, you know, uh, more than... Or, or almost 20 years on now where we, it's very easy to do really slick titles Well, no, but I, like I just that. mean literally the font choice and what the... It's, it's hard for text to be contextually a bad decision or a conceptually a bad decision. But a lot of the times in, in movies from this era, you have... Kind of shittier of optical nice versions titles. of the stuff that we have now, which is you know small text because the screen is going to be forty feet wide. Right. These, these Ted Levine maybe, would be thirty feet wide. Maybe he was. Maybe he was uh, trying to. And part of the problem is that we've got a. Uh, you know, we're we happen to be looking at a full screen cut, so it actually fills more of the screen yeah. than yeah, it yeah, necessarily yeah. would. And but. I would also like to point out that everyone's going, Jesus Christ, we get it. You don't like the titles. That's all the negative shit we have to say about the movie. <laughs> yeah. The so one, we, we put it in one. The sentence. one thing I, the one thing I will actually say, I think, um, it's, it's. I'm not going to say Jodie Foster was a bad choice because she wasn't. She turns in an amazing performance. It's Oscar-winning, all of that. She was a great choice for it, as as an actress. You hate women, but, but when <laughs> they cast, what, hey. but, but I don't think she's head-turningly beautiful. And she no. is. She is repeatedly referred to. You you always oh, that... see characters around her turning yeah. their head, and the whole right. the whole idea. Part of the idea of her character is no one takes her seriously because she's so pretty. So everyone's like, oh well, you're. You know. I think so. She has something to prove, which which I'm like. She might. Not, I, she might. She might not live into. Yeah, that very I think. Well. I think they should have. You know, they they te- they d- clearly directed everyone to treat her that way, but I don't buy it. Um. So I think, I think she was a great choice for the character. I just think maybe they should have. Backed off of that element a little I bit. I kind of had that match. same feeling, but I, I wasn't sure whether that was me as knowing, you know, being as familiar with Jodie Foster and who she is as a person yeah. now, and mm. just not being able to watch that. <laughs> yeah, just knowing that that's not really what's going on. Well, yeah. it's it's. I think, but it, that's a that's a. Well, it's, uh, also, th- it's a thematic thing in the movie is is the objective the objectivization of women. That's true. You know, it's that's like and, and there's you know there's a character in this movie who takes it to an extreme. Yeah. Um. But that's it's you know it's about how she experiences this in minor ways herself all the time. Uh-huh. That's a you know it's I I think I in terms of fair. I think in terms of casting, um, you know it's very hard to find there there are few actresses I think who could have nailed this role the way Jodie Foster yeah. did. Um. There are plenty of more "quote unquote" gorgeous actresses, but you never would have bought them as these, right. you know, genius actresses FBI that could agent. have done one side or the other. Of yeah, that, yeah. Of right. She's right agent. in the zone of smart and attractive enough to to, to pull the role off. Like right. And yeah. Vulnerable, I don't think, vulnerable enough on one side, but strong enough on the other side. I don't think Leia Thompson would have nailed this. <laughs> no, <laughs> Leia Thompson can do anything. <laughs> she can do a duck. We know that. Yeah. We saw, we've been in the eighties. Wow. My my roommate just met her on a on a film <gasps> set. 
and and he totally fell apart <laughs> talking oh. to her. <laughs> apparently, yeah. Oh. He was like, and I didn't think I would, but she started talking to me, and I just kind of, I just lost it. <laughs> what are you guys, uh, in terms of movies about serial killers, which is now a paradigm unto itself, at this point there had only been a few, like Psycho and shit like that. Uh, yeah. But after this, and then not long after this, Seven came out, for like the next ten years, it was all these gritty serial killer stories, and you know half of them were done by David Fincher. <laughs> yeah, uh, what in terms of a good serial killer movie, in terms of structure and all those things, what what do you think tends to work, and how much of that do you think comes from Silence of the Lambs? Because it's it's very, it's a standard detective story first. It's not a horror movie first, like we said. And it's laid out like any other procedural drama would be. What's it? Well, what's interesting? Number well, especially now, I think I think um, uh, you know, CSI and stuff like that definitely probably owe a lot to Silence of the Lambs uh, in a number of ways. Uh, while this is a detective drama, something that that interests me about it when I watch it is that it's not a mystery. Um, no, you know, there's no, not, not a there's not a, a another movie, but you know, I feel like movies prior to this probably, or or maybe even you know, before and since, maybe I'm not getting any Zodiac kind of timeline. Zodiac right. is more of a mystery than this is. Well, because no one okay, actually, actually knows. because in real life it's a mystery. <laughs> um, but um, in terms of the movie we got, though, I mean, right? But but I feel of, like in terms of giving your audience a puzzle and trying to get them to solve it before right, the movie, right? Right. As a, as opposed to it, exactly, it's like. You know who the serial killer is. It's not like he's one of the characters. Which one is it? Right. You know, um, it very clearly reveals him early on. So you're not distracted by, well, is it is it that guy? Yeah. Is it secretly is it you know? Scott Glenn? Is it this yeah. guy? Right. So is it Roger Corman? No. Now here's here's what I was talking about. The weird the, they, the point of view. The, the point of view. They always. They, I I was noticing that when there's dialogue. They're always framed right in the middle, and I'm like, well, what exactly? Looking at and, camera. And, well, they're the looking... thing is, he's everyone who speaks to Clarice, Clarice is looking the into the camera, and then whenever it's on her speaking to someone, she's looking just off camera. Although there's something interesting about that, which sets up the fact that throughout the entire movie, you're basically her. You're basically yep. in her yeah, point you, of view you, the whole time. There's a few sequences that she's not in, but for the most part, it's her. The next time we actually do that and we see <laughs> someone's exact point of view, it's at the end. When he has the night vision goggles yeah. on, and he's yeah. grabbing, and we see the killer's so it's, point of view. It's, it's interesting. I don't know. That's, if it's not, necessarily... that's not true. We see it. We see the other person's we see that point a couple of view times. a couple we times. We see the, the night vision well. goggles. So those are the only two point of views we see um, through the movie, though, as I, I believe. No, no, no. When she's in dialogue with people, she, you know, she has her uh, her girlfriend who helps her study a little bit, you know, towards the end, and then she's interviewing people, and it. it we always. The the dialogue is always done from point of views. It's it's yeah. rarely over the shoulder and stuff like that, which is very interesting. But again, do you have any ideas about why it would be that way? Why well, why, but, why you had that idea? Uh, you, uh, according to the uh, the um, trivia, because because again, that's exactly what I was like. This is happening. I, I'm <laughs> catching this pattern, but I'm not quite sure what's going on. I'm not making this up. But and, the, and again, right here, with yeah, Doctor Chilton. Yeah, he's looking oh, right. He's looking right at me. Yeah, it's freaking me out because you're supposed to. Be in you, you're identifying most strongly with Clarice. You it's actually a fairly to, straightforward technique, yeah. filmmaking wise. It's just a I've never seen it done though, other than I, that yeah. here. I, it's actually it, unusual. It, it's done. People pull it out at certain points, but they rarely do it with this kind of consistency and this in depth and this uh, uh, through as much of a movie right. as they do in this. Right. Because it's mo- a lot of the movie is using that technique. Yeah. Sometimes people will pull out like one shot in a scene. And kind yeah. of just give one one moment an extra little uh, oomph to it, but a lot of this movie is people looking straight into the camera 
uh, as if we were Clarice. Right. Yeah, exactly. And But then we never... We're, so we're the idea is we're inside her head the right. whole time. We're people are relating to us the way they relate to Clarice, whereas we're never inside anyone else's head. We're it's always basically just, just a way to get to get you to relate with the main character yeah. more. And it's a very straightforward technique as far as that goes. It's just the amount that he uses it is is unusual. Yeah. It also I think it I, I think it also supports what I was talking about earlier is this uncomfortable sense of being examined while someone is having a mundane conversation with yeah. you, but like being checked out. You know, Chilton especially is a category of that. Yeah. Chilton is clearly like, you know, there's much more going on behind those eyes than just what he's oh, talking yeah. well, about. And just the way he's saying it yeah. is such a and, slime. And just, the, again, that, that sense of, you know, that she is... She, she's, she's always a coming across that in this world that she's in, that she's, you know, men look at her. They really right. look yeah. at her. And sometimes People it doesn't always, seem like, you know, that, that it feels comfortable. They're evaluating you. They're yeah. Ex- and really of, examining you. And, of course, establishing this this filmmaking choice throughout the first however long this has been, 15 minutes of the movie, um, puts us in the position of then when we get to Hannibal Lecter, it's like, oh, my God, yeah. this and guy is really just boring into you. And just a great way to, to introduce your character with that before you ever even see him. Like, this is what he yeah. did to this orderly. You, you, and, and it was you, nice that they, they, they held back, rate, as opposed to, the, you know, many, many times this movie, and they already have done it once or twice, showing the gory bodies. That yeah. one they held off. They did yeah. not show it because it's you can picture that much. Whatever's in my head, I guarantee you, is the yeah. scariest thing you could possibly imagine, yeah. except what's in your and, head. And actually, they don't do it a lot. A lot of it, yeah, they most take of it, the they opportunity. Put it right there but this one they didn't well know. well well what i'm saying actually they don't uh, uh put it right for in Lecter. front of you that much for lector for, for lector exactly. buffalo bill they, do. Buffalo buffalo bill, bill, they right. put it in front of you yeah. but for the stuff right. lector does the one exception they talk about in the behind the scenes is they they said they we knew we had to show hannibal being a monster at some point and that's the whole that's point the, of he takes out the police guys right yeah, right police yeah now now one of the things i i, I know uh from this uh is that uh and, and it's not like it never ever ever happens but uh um hopkins very specifically tried to never blink yeah, I was actually looking because I'd yeah. heard that, so I was looking for yeah. it. And he he does do it a few times. Yeah, it's but not like it never. Not happens. like normally, not like a normal person. But it's much much rare. He, he does not blink except for once in a while. But uh, that's one of the things that makes him so disturbing. Yeah. It's one of those things that's just off, you know, about yeah. him. And the fact of not really showing a lot of what uh, um, he does, going back to that, um, also helps. Again, from kind of Clarice's perspective, it helps us forget that he is what he is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's he's creepy and whatever, but it's like you never see him do really insane things. So you kind of he he you know uh, gives you that false sense of security, like a psychopath would. Now that character there, by the way, uh, Barney uh, Barney the Orderly or whatever his title is, he we didn't get the 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 eyeball perspective on him because he he actually treats her like a, a human and just you know makes a conversation with her. Um, so we didn't have the "I'm looking at you" shot. Right. Of, we we of did when she first came in and it pans around to him. He's like, yeah. "Hi, I'm Barney. You he told you about the glass, right?" And she's like, "Yeah." And then we leave that perspective. Yeah. Because Something interesting is that this movie is basically The Wizard of Oz and Star Wars. It's basically a hero's journey. <laughs> I was like, wow, tie that together for yeah. me. Well, in that she is, you know, she's yeah. going into the underworld. She has to deal with all this stuff to save the damsel in distress. She has the, the sage next to her that's explaining how things are supposed Fair to enough. work and giving her insight. Okay. And she sure. comes out of it having learned and all this. Other. It's basically, in a very loose sense, a, a hero's journey where the hero is a woman. Which is interesting because at the time this drew a lot of fire from feminists and also uh, uh, BDSM 
Uh, well, no, BD- no oh, BDSM. Trans, the, trans, the transsexual community. BDSM <laughs> is not what you think. It is. Yeah, no. You mean LGBT? LGBT. I'm sorry. I have. <laughs> I only have so many. Four I imagine the BDSM every... people will come dug it. But, yeah, uh, they were probably into it. Yeah. In in any case, it was the it was the portrayal of Buffalo Bill that was well, freaking them out. And at the time, oh my God, the that... filmmakers were like, "That's abs- you. You have this so very backwards. It's not even funny." Well, they always do, though. They they they. And right after this, uh, at some point, I think it was at the Oscars or something like that. There was some awards ceremony where people were handing out flyers like, fuck Silence of the Lambs, and, and uh, Jonathan Demi got one of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when he went up to, I guess he received the award or something, he said, everyone, I got one of these, and we need to really pay attention to what they're saying, because while I don't think this movie does, often Hollywood does play into these stereotypes, and it's not a good thing. And then he went on to make Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, he fixed yeah, it. What I, what, I do wanna, uh, what I do wanna say, all the little subtle things in not not just Hopkins' performance, but but the writing deserves some credit too because yeah. he's made, you know, he he goes up there and he basically he, you know, asks to see your badge and then he's like, you're not a real FBI agent, <laughs> blah blah blah. But there are a couple more lines, and from that point on, even though he knows that and has established that, he refers to her as Agent Starling. Yeah. So they, after they a couple more lines, he's agent later on as well, even though she's. Um, when they go to the West Virginia town and they're talking to the local cops, mm-hmm. they introduce her as an agent. Right, but, but I don't she, know if that's a procedural thing or if he was just lying in that in that case. Well, for technically, editing. she's not. I, I think I think the, she's uh, an agent throughout the movie, and then she's a, uh, a special, special agent, agent yeah. by the end. But okay. I, well, but all I but feel all like FBI, he, all FBI he, agents are special agents. There's no yeah. other category. I feel like I feel like it. That's what they're he, called. He, I feel like he's the kind of character who would just call her Starling if he didn't respect her. Yeah, that's, right. but since he does, he and then, refers and then to later, her as Agent later, once in once in the blue moon, he will call her Clarice, and that's yeah. when it really becomes kind of spooky. Well, maybe yeah. that plays under the objective. Uh, Hello, uh, uh, Clarice. What's yeah. the What's the word? Objectification. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it just plays into that, where everyone's just been calling her, you know, special agent guy, special agent guy, agent girl, and yeah. by the end, it's special agent girl. No, no, you got no, she got she got uh, she got officially made into an agent and when you are an actual agent of the FBI you are a special so agent. So she was a student yeah. this whole time. Yes. People yeah. were just like, uh, yes. she's not a, no, 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 she's totally an agent. So she's an agent. Yeah. You know, yeah. agent Clarice. Look at the, the fact that also, not only are we having the, the eyeball uh, thing going on with the shots of him, but, but they've actually got him on such a long lens that you know, so only, the, tight. only the front half of his face yeah. is in focus. He actually is, the, the field of view doesn't even continue across to his ears. Being the, there's a, yeah. They do that a lot. There's a, a, a lot of close-ups and B, a lot of like shallow focus close-ups. Yeah. Uh, and I wouldn't want to be the focus puller on this movie. It's, actually, it's damn lucky that fucking this guy and she never moves. Focus, well, it, they mentioned that in the behind the scenes about how still they had to be. And, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, how Jodie Foster had a little bit of trouble. She would move around some more. But Anthony Hopkins is you know, very much that very classically still. trained. So it's like economy no, and that movement. Was, no, you have it backwards. Oh, do I? Yep. Okay. Okay. She was good with it, and he was getting impatient with it. Yeah, he wanted to, to you're right, you're right. be free more. But I, but it does it does create this. I mean, the, the image that comes is that comes to me is a, a snake just poised. Yeah, you know how they just they freeze and you they f- just they're all coiled up and ready, and then you're just waiting for it to happen. Yeah, you feel that energy in him. Yeah, a, a lot. And it's I, I I will say you know I saw this a long time ago, and um, I saw it again for for this recording. And having seen because for a time Anthony Hopkins was Hannibal Lecter, and that's what it. So having seen him play other roles. Mm-hmm. Since then, and then to come back to this, and look, so like I know Anthony Hopkins as a greater you know f- thing as more than, than just Hannibal yeah. Lecter, and then seeing him do Hannibal Lecter basically it's again, amazing go back that he and, had a career. Yeah, well, and it's it's also no, it's the not a wink. Oh. No, it's not because he's so he's so good and so different from just about every other role he's well, played. Well, no, what I mean really is I can't imagine him ever getting cast as anything but a serial killer ah, after sure, this movie. Sure. Ted Levine did have that problem. 
It took him a long time to start getting real roles again. Which sucks, because I love Ted Levine. Yeah, he's very good. He's good in heat. That was like the first time I said, hey, that's the guy again. Good, you know. And most people, I think, wouldn't even recognize I was the same guy. I'm like, wow. I have to I have to assume, based on the things they say a lot in the behind-the-scenes stuff, mm-hmm. that uh, a lot of these conversations were shot simultaneously with two cameras. You think so? Um, well, because there's there's bits like... Um, well, that'd be hard with the close-up looking into the camera stuff. I guess, but... no, well, not necessarily. Well, you, have you have one there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess but, sure. but, I mean, I mean, like that bit right there, he's... He's doing an accent. He's making fun of her yeah. right. accent, and apparently he was—he ba- didn't tell her he was going to do that. He started doing it for real. So whenever it cuts back to her and her like horrified, offended look—that's really there because Jodie Foster was really, uh, you know, kind of affronted sensi- that he was sensitive about her. her accent and stuff. Yeah. Well, it but could then she was that- like, "Oh, you were doing a thing. Wow, good, nice." <laughs> well, it could <laughs> just be me. that they were—they were—they were rolling on her the first time. Maybe that could be it. Yeah, too. you, yeah. you, you never yeah. know. I mean, you hear a lot of those stories about actors surprising other actors. With with right. what they do, and right? I mean, they're not—they're obviously not rolling on two cameras on all of those productions. I guess that's true. You're probably right, Trey. What, what was your relationship with this movie when it first came out? I mean, did you, we, did you just see we, like everyone we, else? We dated you... for a while, but it was casual. We, we saw other movies at the same time. <laughs> did you have any? I mean, had you heard about it before going to see it? Did you have any sense of? <laughs> I did. I, I think as I, I should I, probably see this movie. As I said, I, I, the, the, the the book was a bestseller. Silence of the Lambs was a bestseller. I I think I had even read it before I saw the movie, but I'm not sure if that's true or not. Um, I, I certainly read it since, and uh, it's it's right after the movie. Um, it was definitely it was it was the movie to see. It was the oh my god, this movie is so great! You have to go, you have to go see it. So the the word was it was fantastic. Um, I, I I'm sure I saw it in the theater, and I remember just thinking, wow, that was just great. And then this it's, is it's a shocking scene. Talk about shocking! You know, here's a here's a shocking scene. It's like. I really. What's name, funny? Name is, an Oscar-winning movie where you saw this scene any other time in your life. I don't think so. Did something about Mary win an Oscar? <laughs> yeah, no, it's nominated though. I believe. Yeah. Good point. Very good point. I don't have much in my my data bank for how to compare this scene and her reaction of getting semen thrown on her face to other women in history. <laughs> yeah. So in I movie, really, I in movie I, history. I don't anyway. know if she's dramatically underreacting, and that's part of her character. Is that she's stoic and she's just. Internalizing she's, everything, or if she just—it's not really a big deal, and you can throw semen. No, all she's been—she's no, because she, she goes outside and cries. Yeah, coming no, she, up next, she's, she's holding it together. She's trying really barely. hard to hold it. Look in at her! Look at her! Yeah, Even yeah. right now, she's like. What's really terrifying is and the way she hugs the wall. You know, when she gets and won't look. It's—I mean, it's uh-huh. you know, it's brilliant. What's so, really terrifying is the way Anthony Hopkins yells, like yeah. screams at her to come back. Yeah, yeah. that's because because in that introductory scene, we've seen him very quiet in control, and then all hell breaks loose, and he. Agent Starling! Yeah. Agent yeah. Starling! And that's just what, what makes that character so fascinating is, you know, he's he's cultured. Yeah. And yeah. he has a kind of morality to yeah. him. And yet he just, if he decides you you should be dismembered and eaten, yeah. he'll do that. And he's, you, uh, um, but he's screaming. He's like, he's like, this is so important right now. Yeah. Come here. And, but he's serious. Well, they, they say, because he was... Um, as the trivia goes, he was cast in this uh, after his portrayal of uh, Doctor whatever his name was in the Elephant Man, um, right. and he talked to he talked to this director when he found out that that's kind of what what cinched it, and he was like, "Why would that make you cast me for this? Like the guy in the Elephant Man was a good man; he was a good doctor." And and the director was like, "Hannibal Lecter is a good man; he's just insane; he's yeah. just trapped in an insane mind, but yeah. he's a good man he's a, in his he's, mind. He's, he's a genius. Know, he's, yeah, he's an, ex, he's an excellent psychoanalyst. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's just batshit crazy. I like uh, the, the we scene go. we just went by where uh, we flash back to her childhood and, and seeing yeah. her dad. It has, without any kind of uh, visual uh, style added to it, it has a great dreamlike quality because 
just as you get a grip of where you are and what's going on, then you leave. Yeah. Because yeah. This, you out of this, this little mini scene, you're like, okay, wait, what? where am I? What's going on now? What's happening? Mm-hmm. And then as soon as you get a grip on it, then we're done. And yeah. that, to me, that just impressed me as a... In, impressed upon me a dreamlike quality mm-hmm. more than more than a lot of actual dream sequences yeah in a lot of movies yeah with vignetting and stuff yeah but um i will say that that pre see right there yeah so yeah checking her out maybe, maybe that was the other girl that was for cassie lemons yeah. actually but uh i think it works it doesn't really matter how attractive she is as long as she's it's it's yes. as long as she's not a big old it, re- it really is the point it's, that it's, she's she's <laughs> just, she's the chick she's a girl the who they don't see girls normally in this situation anyway and that yeah. works on a meta level too because you rarely at this point see these hard-bitten fbi crime dramas with a woman in the leading role yeah yeah i mean it's 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 the movie reacting to the fact that this is what the movie is on a weird level now this is a really again um a really interesting way to do without showing anything it's establishing number one that that hannibal lecter is a fucking he we'll, can talk a person to death. And he will he can talk a person to death, which which kind of quietly raises the stakes for every time she speaks to him. Right. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. As, as, as Scott Glenn said in the very first scene, first scene, you don't want that man in your head. Yeah. You yeah. know, and that's and of course that's what she has to give up to get she has to, she, let him to get what she yeah. wants. She has to give him too much information, which is risky. Scott Glenn is a badass. I <laughs> wish we saw him more. I always like works him. all the time. It's like Scott Glenn's in everything. Really? I'm, ver- I'm yeah. also very impressed with her for uh, under all the duress that she was under and the emotional stress. She still managed to pick out to listen very carefully to what he was saying and pick out this this all thing the that, that he was. Of course, we find out that it was you know this this storage bin has been you know. He rented it like 10, 11 years ago. So he's been holding on to that one <laughs> for yeah. the better part of a decade. He, he's he, like, well, he, all right, one day I'm going to tell someone, look inside yourself yeah. and see if they get it, man. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, that's part of it. It's like seven. It's like the guy was doing and he's been, and, for a year. He didn't yeah. just start like well, that. Ex- well, and also as part of a way to help catch this Buffalo Bill guy, too, because he's got the clues and he knows who it is and he's just leading her to it. Right. So he set this up a decade ago, being like, I'm just waiting for somebody to ask. Nobody asked before. As, t- as TV tropes would call a Xanatos gambit, where yeah. you just setting these crazy schemes up and they all... Sooner or later, this sooner will come or later up. going to work. Yeah. I, may, I might have missed this last night watching it again to this review. Seems, this seems like an odd detail, where he turns around and goes, uh, I'd, I'd ask my driver to help you, but he detests physical labor. Yeah. I think that's uh, that, uh, I feel like that's that's maybe a red herring where you're like, is the driver a serial killer? Is he the guy? Yeah, maybe you know? it must be it. That's why. Because he's scary. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, they, they shot I, him like, like no, they no, shot he, him to just, be scary. Yeah, just let him stay in the car. It's fine. <laughs> you're <laughs> yeah. right. Maybe I missed this when I was reviewing the movie. Uh, but how did they come to Lecter on the subject of Buffalo Bill? Does he say, "Oh, you guys are studying Buffalo Bill"? I know that I know some shit about him. I'll sort of start talking about him and say I can help you with it. My my. Or did they go to him for information for some they've, reason? They've they've the the thing about it is that that Silence of the Lambs is actually um the second in a series of books about yeah. Hannibal Lecter. The first was Red Dragon, which was made into a movie called Manhunter. Yeah, um, and a good that, one, and a good movie it is too. But it didn't do well. No, but um, it's 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 uh, it's since become a, a yeah. cult thing. It, that's a really a really good movie. And then Silence is that of that before or after the movie Silence of the Lambs? Before, before. Who played and, Lecter there? Some random guy? Uh, 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 someone else? No, uh, uh, was that Brian Cox? Wasn't it? Brian Cox? It was Brian Cox. Yeah, and he, and he did it really well. He's um, great. He's great. It's a different. It's a different approach, but it actually yeah. is, has a similar result. The seek and the sequel to this was Hannibal. Uh, the yeah. book sequel. 
sequel. They made the movie Where sequel. Where he eats Ray Liotta's brain. Yeah, and yeah. then and then Red Dragon was, was early two thousand remade with Ed Norton. Okay, right. Okay. It was remade with him as Hannibal Lecter, though. Again, uh, yeah, cool. But uh, uh, so there is the entire Hannibal Lecter series with Anthony Hopkins portraying him. But um, the thing is, apparently, you know, based on that information in the series it would seem that they do because he's such a good psychoanalyst or like even though it's fucking crazy he might talk you to death if you're not careful (laughs) he still understands shit and it's better to go to him than to the other guys out here because he can help more than they can there's no psychiatrist who understands serial killers better than Hannibal Lecter they actually will go to him to try and get information because if it interests him he will give it to you so it's just fortunate that at one point he had Buffalo Bill as a patient yeah but that's, it, just, but that's it's, just a lucky but that's, Yeah, that's, that's just, uh, just so happens. Not only does he have insight into Buffalo Bill, he knew Buffalo Bill, and he knows he knew Buffalo Bill. Yeah. But that wasn't the plan originally. Um, by the way, the, um, the, uh, it's really worth checking out Manhunter. It's an early Michael Mann film, and it's really, really got some amazing disturbing scenes in it. And the fellow who's the, big, uh, the bad guy in, uh, in Avatar is in that role, and I swear wow. to God, you will not recognize him. Because I, I saw the guy in Avatar, and I'm like, who is that guy? And then I found out who it was. I'm like, that's that guy from Manhunter. He's like, doesn't look anything like he did. At, he looked like Shirley MacLaine in Manhunter. <laughs> yeah, he did, practically. So we had the car and a giant American flag draped over it, which I'm sure was some kind a of thing, probably, deep yeah. symbolism about mm-hmm. the state of our country in the early 90s. No, no. A hearse, nope. a hearse with a headless uh, mannequin is on it? With an American flag draped over it? No. And here's, nope, they just, that was the flag that... So they like, needed we need to, to, need to cover the car with something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a flag over there. All right, yeah. let's do it. Th- this is, and, and, you know, this is practically, if... From from Lecter's perspective, if she knew everything he did, this would give everything away right now. It's like you have solved the case. If you if if you knew what the answer was, you would know that you're getting all of the information right now in this. Yeah. What information car. is she not picking up on? She's not picking up on the the um uh the you know the wants to be a woman thing, the the dress and and all of that, and then um you know almost ahead the the. I mean, she does get it to an extent because of the makeup and stuff. And and by the way, again, going back to the different uh, kind of uh, not acting like a horror movie. This isn't a big yeah. dun dun yeah, moment. Yeah, just sort of she just cuts to it. There react it in horror. Yeah. It just kind of pushes in, and she's like, "Well, that's a fucking hell of a thing." But, and yet, it's still shocking. Yeah, just kind of go ah. And later, he asks her about it. How did you feel yeah. when you saw the head? And she's like, yeah. scared or yeah. frightened, and then exhilarated. And then exhilarated. Yeah. yeah. Which is interesting character shit. What I don't obviously. A lot of the characters were fully formed by the time the book was printed. But to adapt a screenplay and to do it really well is a, a weird, very difficult art form. And even some of the best writers have trouble with it. Charlie Kaufman. I think this <laughs> this uh, shows a lot uh, character-wise by how close she's sitting to the glass. She knows better, but she's like yeah. she trusts him even, even right now, which she probably shouldn't, quite frankly. Yeah. But... Anyway, she trusts him enough to sit close to the glass, but then is very careful about peering over the yeah, drawer. Yeah. And see, he's a nice guy. He gives her a towel. Yeah. Anyway, I, I, was, I want to talk a little bit cat about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lecter shaved the cat. Aside, you know what? Aside from cutting- And actually, uh, B- Buffalo Bill more or less kills a cat because yeah. he leaves the cat in the apartment to die. Yeah. He doesn't know that, but he, he did for the I audience. mean, I mean, to but be he honest... Has, he has his own dog. He has a, his, as yeah, TV Tropes calls precious. it, the pet the dog. Hannibal, ha- Hannibal Lecter goes only a little bit further than your average action hero in terms of the things that he does to, to do what he's got to get done. <laughs> I mean, really, he's, it, you know, action heroes kill people all the time. It's just the fact that he spends the time to mutilate their corpses afterwards. <laughs> and, and that sets them. him a little bit yeah. uh, uh, cut above and push, pushes him... Just over the line into villainy. Into gray area. Yeah. 
He's like goth music. He's not really going to affect the kids. <laughs> anyway. He doesn't mean it. Yeah. Adapting a screenplay. Uh, in particular, I mean, the, like I said before, this is a perfect movie, and then it's more perfect after that. In addition to the structure and everything, working, you don't have to have read or understood. You you don't have to excuse it with, well, it was a book and they had to fucking cut, you know, whatever and blah right. blah blah. It's just done. It was like it was delivered by God to <laughs> us, yeah, via Ted Talley. Um, and, and we have to give, uh, you know, we have to give uh, the author, you know, it's, right, right. it's a no, good story. That's, it's a that's, solid I, that's story. what I started yeah. with. The, the the book yeah. was done by the time this began, but I I wonder how you go about taking a book's worth of information about a character like Clary Starling, and then putting in enough details without over the fact is she has to just do shit in the movie and tell a story by her actions but you want her to be a full-fledged character how you pick and where you put things like the one line that kind of gives you a little insight into her i was frightened and then i was exhilarated you, you could have done twenty-five thousand different little things with her character or none i wonder how you go about picking stuff like that to portray who you have to choose. You yeah, have to, it, you I mean, really just have to be more selective it, in the screenplay than in the novel because you get you. I mean, if you look at it in terms of an amount of time investment, you spend what maybe six hours or approximately reading a book. You spend two hours uh, watching a movie, so you have to just be more selective in which moments and yeah. which pieces of information you're going to going to carry over. I, so it's really you have to take the book and find out what the essence of that idea and theme and story is. And then that's it's, why it's interesting. Take, it almost makes the essence of that essence. It almost makes a screenwriter who's adapting a screenplay more of a director, in that he has to he has to find to which, to know, an extent. the The thing is, has to, to you know look the story at, uh, into you, a new format. You look at the difference between um, and and hopefully we'll get to them because I think there's a lot to be uh, said about them. But like the Harry Potter movies, there's a very clear difference between the ones Chris Columbus did and uh, starting with Alfonso Cuarón yeah. because. Because what Columbus was doing, and and you see this a lot now also in like comic book movies where they're like, we'll just take the plot and plop it in and, you know, do whatever. It's like there's a difference between getting every single plot moment across, which is what the early Columbus films tried to do, and going, all right, what is this story about? Mm -hmm. Okay, then I'm tossing out everything that doesn't, that, that doesn't get us there. Right. And then it's what's finding out what, you, the, what the point? Yeah, of that what, what is the point? You, you lose all the good book. We, we also have to bear in mind that starting with book three, the Harry Potter books are five times longer yeah. than the first two books. So there's more stuff to but, throw but, out. Yeah. So so, but but the but uh, Prisoner of Azkaban was the first one that felt like a movie as yeah. opposed to just kind as of a summary to, of the books. Yeah. Because because it is very much about. You know, with, with with a book, you can read that in your own time. It takes however long it takes right. to to go through it, and it's like, my feeling is that reading a book is about the journey, whereas watching a movie is actually about the destination. If hmm. if you've got a good ending, that's all that matters. Whereas a book can just kind of peter out, and people will still love it. You know, and here she um, is singing "American Girl." This is this is that's like one step away on the nose from singing "I Am the Protagonist." <laughs> you know, a song, but. Um, it's one step away from literally saving a cat. Yeah, and yeah. literally stating like your name and purpose in the story. But yeah. and, it's, and it's, it's my my deepest my deepest <laughs> hope my deepest and ambition hope and for fear. life. Yeah. It's an extremely ballsy shot, though. I'm gonna have to give uh, Demi uh, Demi credit for it. It's all in one take. It's yeah. clearly not a real driving shot. It's yeah. clearly a faux studio setup they're doing. Great, and, great use of foreshadowing. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it works just great. But uh, because and I remember I watched it again and I was like, he doesn't need those right now. It's pretty yeah. well lit out yeah. there. He can. It's just we're just fine. setting it up. Well, we're setting him up. But, well, yeah. He had, well, he, yeah, I guess so. Now, what's interesting is that we just have 
two moments to set up our sympathetic character before we trap her in a den and don't see mm-hmm. her for an yeah. hour and a half. Uh, and the two things she does... Three. 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 There's actually three. We determined three. She actually yeah. has a cat that she, she, has, she has. Oh, yeah. That's right. She has a cat. She just had the American Girl sequence, and she helps this guy that needs help. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, screenwriting is easy, I guess. I don't yeah. Know. That's, uh, they, they literally... Make, you know, make her a nice this, person. This character, we have no idea who it is, but we establish sympathy with her. We, we, we go, you know, oh, I sing in the car like an idiot, too. Yeah. You know, I relate to her. Right. And you... Yeah. I have it's, seen Trey sing in the car, and that, he sing's Aqua, and that, it is adorable. It is adorable. And Barbie I, girl? I, Trey and I did Bohemian Rhapsody Goodbye to the circus. The we it just did, awesome. exactly. Aquarius, you know. And, and, and especially the fact that, uh, you know, Make It Last, to do to do both the, the line and the, the chorus of Make It Last All yeah. Night. <laughs> make it last, make it last all night. Because you know, that's the fun line to sing. So yeah. everyone, yeah, that's the one you want to sing. Um, you were talking about earlier, just to uh, throw in my two cents on a previous topic, about what to put in um, yep. as as filmmakers I think we all have also had the experience of editorially a lot of that comes into play too where you go oh I had five character moments and it turns out I'm just going to keep three of them yeah. Yeah. Um, so who knows how much you know is on the cutting room floor but they certainly adapted it uh, you know shaped it so we got good stuff, you know, yeah. and not let too much, and we don't we don't start to feel like Jodie Foster's all weird, you know. She's well, there's she's a, just being honest. There's and, an interesting deleted scene that we were watching where it's basically it takes a lot of the information we had in the movie itself, but it puts it all in one monologue that Lecter gives in this interestingly red lit shot, and they keep doing the trombone shot, the vertical shot, where you you do a pullback and you zoom in, back and forth and back and forth, and he's doing this like maybe forty five second monologue, and when you watch it, it's fascinating. It's it's Anthony Hopkins is bringing it the same as he brought it everywhere else, but it becomes – the supply and demand changes when you have that much character information. Right. Where all of a sudden I have so much fucking lecture. It's awesome. It's great stuff. But all of and a sudden a it's, of he's, what he's, a, saying, he's less mysterious. Yeah. Don't and, tell and me a lot of information you are about you are. Buffalo Bill because of what he's saying. Yeah. Which, which you know, I, I think one of the reasons it's better without is because that's not – you know – one of the things I think this movie works and resonates with people is because of all the kind of uncertainty and, and things kind of left. It's it, There's nothing left unexplained in terms of understanding the story, mm-hmm. but you get a sense of the world outside. There are things about Buffalo Bill that we will never know because he's right. dead, you know, and and the world will never know, and it's you get a sense of that. It's not like Lecter comes in at the end and goes, well, you know, his father raped him when he was 10, and then he came to be, which he could is, because he's probably had those conversations with him during the therapy. You these know? are all the things that the screenwriter had in his character sheet that we just didn't get to. But just to make sure that you know that we did that <laughs> yeah, work, here exactly. it is. Exactly. Whereas, whereas exactly with, with a, a less great screenwriter will be like, I want you to make sure I did all this work yeah. so you understand I really <laughs> took this seriously, whereas a really great screenwriter will go, you know I did the work because right. of the characters and how they... they I, did, I did the work, and yeah. it will show in the final product. Exactly. I don't have to show you all... I don't have to show you my work. Exactly. Interesting little factoid that, to me, is ubiquitous because I happen to have watched a lot of interviews with the makers of Family Guy, but you might not know. The <laughs> character of Chris, the blonde son with the hat, uh, is Seth Green doing a Ted Levine impression? Huh. <laughs> oh. And when you watch it again, you will go, "He's totally doing a fucking uh. Buffalo he's, Bill." He's like doing a teenage Buffalo Bill. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, I get no, it. No, no, Dad. No. I love that it's basically just at this point. It's like, yeah, you're on the Buffalo Bill case. We we didn't want to tell you, but you are. Yeah. I like Scott Glenn's character, and you don't really get a sense of who he is very much. He's just sort of a exposit, you know, exposition machine. But I like the fact that he gives it to her. He, I mean, he basically he understands that she's good at this yeah. she's in training but she's helpful and 
Lecter likes her, so... Well, well, although, got... although he also comes out later and admits that he sent her specifically because he thought Lecter might respond to her in a yeah, way that right, no one else right, would. Right. It, it, it's an interesting... Oh, so he's it, a shithead and you're stomping on my drinks. <laughs> well, it's an interesting gray area that his character inhabits. Because he's got a he, serial he, killer to catch. You know? he, he is using her, mm-hmm. and he admits as much yeah. later on, but at the end, he's, you know... He's very when he's saying, patron, you know, yeah. you you helped you you helped us do this. Right. Nobody's going to forget that, least of all me. Right, but he's. I, he, I mean, he's using her, but at the same time, it's like I can't use someone else. Like you're the one who has the skills and the intelligence. But to he's be also able not using her and just throwing her away. Yes, he, yeah, he is exactly. genuinely appreciative and and uh, in her debts. Yeah, I guess that I guess that crystallizes after the scene in the car, uh, after the funeral, back in the car. Yeah, uh, when during the funeral. She says we should. He says we should go inside. We should go over here and talk away from her. And then when he comes back in, and she, hey, she, 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 she basically she basically it. says, "Look, they were looking to you for an example of how to act, and that gives them the wrong idea." And he's like, "Point taken." Yeah. And he smiles yeah. Yeah, like caps it, and it just takes a nap. And then, what is, <laughs> this is something that. Oh, well, yeah. you're right. Yeah, you're right. True. Good night. Yeah. While you're just, I'm still head of the FBI though. Yeah, and I'm still your boss. The the. I like what I like the, this movie, and a few movies do where they sort of do show you. Being the head of the FBI is a very large daily, you know, uh, examination of the gray areas of life. It's like, okay, I have to catch a serial killer. I might have to kind of mistreat one of my own, you know, students to get that yeah. done. Do I want to roll the dice? Do I want to do that? Do I, how am I going to feel in the morning if I, I did it? You know, that's that's life. And, you know, if you if you talk to real cops or real emergency room doctors, you know, there's a lot more of that going on that we. That's like how to you think become about. Somerset at the end of seven. You know, there's a lot more. There's a lot more choices that you know we don't like how they're getting made, but somebody's got to make those choices, and it's happening. So. Yeah, and I I think uh, an element also of of what you were talking about, where we don't really get what's going on with him. We're we're again in Clarissa's position. She's our point of view. Um, so we don't know any more than she does, and it's very clear that and, and she's a, she's a little surprised. She kind of doesn't know what her relationship is with him either. It's like with Scott Glenn, you she, mean? Yeah, yeah, it's like she yeah. likes him. She thinks he likes her. I mean, it's it's obvious he does, but how much does he trust her and stuff like that? And then yeah. Lecter tries to put it in his head that oh, maybe he wants right. to get you know get in those pants or whatever. So it's like you 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 never quite get a sense she of what's going on She doesn't know where she stands him. with him. Yes. And the movie does a very excellent job of making us not know where she stands yeah. as well. Or keeping where... us on the same level with her. Exactly. Just once, I would love to see a scene in where any movie or TV show. fucking bumfuck hit. Yeah. Er, well, territory problems. No, no. Every, yeah, every time the FBI comes in and it's not this like, what the fuck are you doing on our jurisdiction? Get out. I would just love, just once, for low cops to be like, Awesome. We could use the help. Thank you for showing <laughs> yeah. up. Oh, I thank have no, God. I have no idea with the reality in real life how often it's one way or the other, but just once I would like to see it right. portrayed one way versus Where they're like, together. oh, man. You, I don't think, though, in this scene there's need... really this like jurisdiction uh, you know, dick fighting going on. It's just, they don't want to see the, they don't see the corpse. That's what these guys are here no. to see. They want to see the gooey body. There was a little bit of, of dick fighting it's, it's there, It's not though. as bad it as was, it is a lot. Yeah. It, it, it's much much worse than television shows usually. Yeah, yeah. It it was just there was just a yeah because it's normally like hey we got this under control yeah. blah blah blah. Yeah. There was just a little bit of you know well, the, uh, thanks it, for inviting us. I didn't in call the, you in the end exactly. it, come, it comes but he just it comes down to that. well you can complain all you want but we're here. It's yeah. well it's the law. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> you know it's like you guys are local FBI deals with interstate. Crime. Yeah. That's what they do. That's my jurisdiction is everything. Yeah. So, <laughs> jurisdiction crap. Yeah. You can cram it up your ass. It's like 
is they are they are the federal law enforcement agency that deals with crimes that involve more than one state. I mean, it's like you want to wave your dick around and complain about that. Okay, the, but that's we're going to see this kind of silly. Take it up with Thomas Jefferson. Yeah. I think we see the organ player in the room here in a second. I think. Well, I know we see a guy in the room, and the guy that was in the room looks like the organ player. And there was a very like a specific moment where he turned to look at the camera, and then the camera panned away. I wonder if I'm just inventing that, but he looked a lot like him. And if I'm not, what the hell is going on there? Who's him? Uh, the guy that was at the organ. He's got kind of. A, he was the creepy guy that gave Aaron Brockovich all the information. In Aaron Brockovich, that <laughs> okay. actor, Tracy Walter. Yeah, him. Yeah. Uh, it, why why does apparently. it matter if that was him sitting at the organ? Why when is the, or, why is the away? Well, why is the organist then later in the room with the dead body? He's the he's the funeral director. Oh, so he can just play the organ and he's yeah. right. That's cool. I thought you were hearing her flashback of her dead. Oh dead. no 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 no. That would be wrong. Yeah. Uh, there was another. Um, no, he's the was, funeral that, director. That was actually a foreshadowing of the parallel. Yeah, see, he told Lamar to come on when he's finished playing the music. That's yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He's the funeral yeah. director where they have the body here. That was I didn't realize until just watching it again. That was a great foreshadowing of the parallel action that we'll see later on when uh, Scott Glenn and Jodie Foster are going to their respective houses at the right. climax. Yeah. Of course, we that, don't know that they're going to different houses. Right. That's yep. a great reveal, too. We'll, this, get, we'll get there. Which is a cliche now, yeah. but we'll, we'll it get is, there. It is, it is, but brilliantly done at the time. This uh, now here, you know, here's here's where you sort of see, you know, that Jody, Jody is actually Jody's character is actually using people's perception of her to get something done. You know that she's actually like, okay, it's the ladies' thing, boys. You understand, and and, and, it's, know, and shaming them into leaving the room. The dead body might be on her period. You won't want to yeah, be here for you that. Know, and it's, it's nice that they it's don't ugly. overplay the moment. They a lesser script and a lesser director might have overplayed that confident uh, that conflict and had the cops ridicule her more openly in that moment. Yeah. But all. All we see in that moment is just this: the cops kind of like looking down, and going, yeah. "All right, fine." And <laughs> yeah. it's just that one moment of hesitation, but that's all you need. Yeah. We probably should. This is kind of sick, huh, guys? All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, now here's the, you want to get some pie? Let's go yeah. rape something. <laughs> yeah, I want pie. Here's now here's something where the movie. I, 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 I like this that they don't even explain it. They're like, "You, just, you're gonna want yeah. the vapor up. Yeah, you're gonna want you that. get it." Um, the the movie does a thing here um, coming up uh, that uh, yeah, I, love I don't this. know why she turns away. Because it's not ladylike to stick your fingers and up she's your also, nose. Yeah, she's also, I think, probably preparing herself. Because this guy just goes, Wada! Yeah. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> but it's, but it's, and then, what, I, what I'm getting I at is... I found a dead body! Yeah. It seems like here, for the longest time, and for the longest time they do, you know, like they did with the, the picture of Lecter's victim, where they just like, okay, we're not going to see this. You yeah. Know, they're not, they're I didn't this, think we were. They're going to do this whole scene and not show us what we're looking at. Um, and they keep that way, and then suddenly they go up, oh, and there she is. There's the corpse. You yeah, know, they yeah. they reveal it. You know, and uh, but it's nice because we get her. You know, okay, we get her we reactions get her reaction and the way she's describing it. And again, we don't really <laughs> see the corpse until they've turned her over. Yeah, so we don't see the really horrible stuff that Jodie Foster is dealing with. So right all now. these things that we're responding to, uh, perhaps at a, a very specific and heightened level, because we've been talking about movies for two years now. This is <laughs> yeah. like this is like our 80th episode. <laughs> I, we're talking about different ways that the movie is restraining itself from being over the top that are ultimately more effective than they would be if the guy was like throwing string sections at you all the time. Yeah, exactly. The, the, a lesser a lesser filmmaker, a a you know, one of the people who made Saw would take this movie <laughs> would take this movie and the guy whips the thing open and we see it. It's da da and you have the and big singer. Like, yeah, there's the big singer and the you know, it probably pushes in on, you know, the big Open wound in the neck or whatever, whatever the makeup artists and the special effects person did the best job on. Yeah, exactly. Nice crash zoom wherever it's that. oozing the most or whatever. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and everyone will be, oh my god! And you some know, guy would turn be, around and throw up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, whereas right here, everyone's like, Jesus, you oh, know, fucking Christ. 
and uh, how does this makeup work, Trey? And, and this is an actual it actress. Takes, yeah, it's a, it's a, you have, a, have to have a very brave actress and go, okay, here's the role that you get. Yeah. Uh, you have to be the dead body. You're going to be in makeup for about four or five hours all morning. And then, uh, and then you're going to lie be, there. Yeah. I, I, I always pay attention to this because dead bodies, almost all the time, if you look for it, they're breathing. You can't tell her or later uh, Buffalo Bill, you don't see any rib movement at all. Mm. So they're either both holding their breath. Or they're both taking extremely shallow breaths, but they're doing something different because oftentimes you can see them going, <sighs> yeah, and you can't with them, which is yeah. cool. It's it's great. It makes the effect much better. Yeah, when I when I was um, when I was working on the Pacific, I had several shots where they're like, "Make him stop breathing." That <laughs> him right there. Just do you have his phone number? <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. But I like I, you know they use There's an actress because cre- you're not going to be able to get like, right, right, right. the, yeah. the skin. There's a great sound. Effect I mean, it'd be a, a very expensive dummy. If you, yeah. I mean, it can be done. But if uh, you listen closely, when they pull this out. Uh, there's a basically an exhalation sound that accompanies mm. it oh, because the gas is released, which is cool. Throat. There's a, apparently this was this was basically sculpted from Tootsie Rolls in case she swallowed it. Uh, gummy bear and Tootsie Roll. <laughs> yeah, <Nice. laughs> but uh, yeah, the the sound of the um, the sound of the camera as well, the very loud yeah. snap oh, yeah. and charge. It's, it's a very invasive sound. Effect. Yeah, yeah. Well, flash, flash, actual flash bulbs are scary and annoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's a really loud shutter, though. Yeah, yeah. just oh, very too. forceful. Well, which well, comes, that's which probably comes also from a sound window. Choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there we go. This is yeah. the full. And there you go. Then surprise! Suddenly, there, yeah. there she is. It's like, oh, and again, not a big like. Not it's a just, reveal. It's just. It's, it's really a way. Of, it's a way of subtly, you know, raising the stakes and keeping hooking the audience back into the scene mm-hmm. through a little bit of a shock value, right? Because we okay, we've got these close-ups now, and the scene is still going on, and then just a. Yeah. Actually, that was the end of the scene, so it's almost like a gross-out button. For yeah, the scene. it's well, it's very much you know because like you were saying, she's been describing all this fucked up stuff. And we've got a couple inserts and whatever, so we've gotten to like, okay, they're not going to show us, so we can chill out. And then, oh shit! Yeah, fucking, you, they got me. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking right at it. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Demi has a brother named Ted Demi who was also a successful director. He did Blow and a bunch of other stuff. I believe he had a direct brother named Ted Demi. Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, he died. Way to bring it down. Jesus, man. <laughs> well, well, we were we were watching Silence of the Lambs here. Yeah, right. Now yeah, you got to yeah. talk about we dead people. We having a good time yeah. watching Hannibal Lecter. We're enjoying ourselves looking at, looking at corpses of, of murdered <laughs> women. And oh. you have to bring up real death. Yeah. Now, Trey, I love... She takes the bugs... How'd he die? To now the, I want to know. To the bug guys. Yeah, it's the fish guys. It's totally fish guys. It is. It actually is. And I, I'm sure... Trey did a movie called Fish Guys. You can find it on YouTube. It's really great. It's worth watching. Which is about people who it's are... It's exactly this. Like, but the thing is, my fish, my movie Fish Guys is based... It's not based on this movie. It's based on the real fish guys who are just like these guys. Uh-huh. They, they, people, who, people who do this, who specialize in... Apparently, it's just a pathology with people who... Are willing to devote their lives. I love that. That's a perfect. Pathology is right. That's yeah. a perfect gag. She walks up and they're playing chess with dead and living bugs. And she says, "If the bug moves one of your men, does that still count?" And yeah. he, he gets one line. Of course it counts. How do you play? How do you play? And I, I steal that line all the time. It's like, uh, "Are you actually using that cream cheese sandwich to yeah. fix, change a tire? How do you do it?" You know, it's like, it's a universal line. Of course. Yeah, by the way, is uh, that that actor is uh, went on to be uh, Bulldog on Frasier and uh, other things. Uh, he's actually you, see, you recognize him in other things. And these characters went on to star in The Big Bang Theory. <laughs> Practically, yeah. <laughs> oh, is that is that him? That's Bulldog. Wow, no yeah. way. I missed that one. Here's a nice little effect. Just got a tube underneath it and squeezing out the goo. Yeah, got a little honey and schmutz in there. It's very nice. 
God, now, this I guy, hate that guy. Again, here's the, here's the look. And look not only that, but the guy's cross-eyed. Yeah. Like, you know. It'd be funny if the actual yeah. image was doubled over. <laughs> yeah. It's from his point of view, man. What do you want? He's cross-eyed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, her close-up is a, is a double image. It's just this, like, weird, overexposed uh, Dutch angle. Yeah. I love, so I love that. Today these twins came down to the lab. It was awesome. <laughs> I love that awkward uh, sincerity, though. Like he's he's asking her out. She's like, Are "You hitting on me?" He's like, "Yes." Yeah. Yeah. He's, but he's smiling. He's like, "Oh, you get it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally am." Oh, good. So she's, I did it right. The first yeah, one to notice. It's, it's working. Yeah, I'm I, talking to a woman, and she gets it. I totally she, because 20 years they'd never understood that I was asking them out. They yeah. just walk away. Bear in mind, back on the theme of objectification, the first thing. Oh, this is cool. The it's a real moth uh, with a little hook on its back on a string, so they can, so it stays in stays yeah, where yeah. it needs to be. It's a it's an it's a very confusing thing to look at because you it looks it, the flight plan looks wrong uh-huh. and it looks like it should be cg but it's clearly not well, of course not yeah it so it's, it's i was i was interested to find out that it's actually a, a puppet guy with a moth on a string actually a bug guy they had there's like a, a, they had there's a, bug a couple wrangler. of those there's another later on um as he's uh as he i think it's as he's coming out when clarice is ringing the bell there's there's a thing where a moth just goes across the screen but it's like so perfectly timed with the camera it's like that didn't just happen like they wanted that to they well, yanked uh, it on a string across you, frame you mean when this is a nice bob zemeckis cam? i think so yeah, it's yeah. a very because, bob zemeckis horror movie setup yeah just but pan across a hell of a, look, there's a little clock with christopher lloyd hanging on hell of a steady cam <laughs> shot going on here with with the some of the steady cam shots and you see the the moss all over the place the bug guy was literally behind the camera just throwing kind of flip, him yeah them in front i believe of the that too yeah some Trey, good, we, some I, good I, dog action I, too. I, they basically follow really, the dog. Very tough through, to get. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine getting through the, that whole take and then the dog doesn't. Before hit we started the recording, I asked Trey if he could remember the two obscure ah, that thing okay. you do cameos. Okay, okay. One of them is obviously uh, Chris Isaac. Is that his name? Yeah, yeah. Who we haven't seen yet. And this is Lamar on the screen there. On the screen, the anchor Lamar? is Lamar from that thing you do. Oh my god! When I saw that, I looked it up just to make sure. And yeah, his name is like Oba. Yeah, Oba Babatunde. Nah. Yeah. Something like that. Something crazy. She would tell Edgy of four. That's right. There he is. That's what I do. That's what I do. <laughs> Young squire. I like the. I like That's the not quiet. Your job. I like the quiet uh, uh, political jab here. Reached on the ski slopes of yeah. Vermont. Yeah. He is a, uh, the the president says he he considers he's very this concerned. A, he's very concerned. It is like, okay, that's funny. You fucking guy. Yeah, we get you, screenwriter. <laughs> That's right. We took now ninety one. That would have been this Bush, Bush the second, Bush the first. I think that would have been Bush. Bush yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is um, a little on the nose. Not her, but when they do the reverse to the all the, the students, I give it to them because they're students and they're sort of reciting knowledge. They have like oh right. this this this, but they go oh I see what she's doing. Yeah. She's doing this, and then someone else picks up where she left off, and then Clarice is like it makes her a person. You know she they're. They're yeah. saying to the audience what they're what they're reading into this. Yeah, which which people I, like do. I said, people I give do it, all the time. I give it to yeah. them because they're students and they're trying to be like, oh, I get it because I'm an FBI student. Yeah. Don't you get it? I'm getting. It. Yeah. Well they're, well, they're practicing, like you say. They're like they're like this is how we ha- this is going to be our job later. So let's yeah. let's hash this yeah. out and figure it out. Um, of course, if he sees Catherine as a person, not an object, it's harder to tear her up. Well, right. I think which of course th- is is. Uh, kind of irrelevant when you're dealing with a psychopath. <laughs> well, because you can't make them understand that if they don't want. Well, that's to. the thing is that they will certainly resist it. They, yeah. they and you see that you know it's like I mean he refers to her as it to yeah. her face and so on. So you know, but they know that again. Um, I think it's. Uh, I always read that as being a. Wonder- I, lo- I love that line. He is my patient. I have rights. Yeah, I, yeah. It's always struck me as being a wonderfully cynical thing that you know you see these see these 
you know, these female FBI agents as opposed to being swayed by the emotion. They're going, that's very cool. That's very yeah, clever. Yeah, that's very smart. They totally smart see through it. They, yeah. they understand what's being done yeah. and why. Well, because they, they, you know. they're, they're, they're looking at it and going, she's clearly been advised by yeah, someone exactly. who knows someone, what to do someone, Someone's been telling her what to do, and they're, they're doing this whole thing. Yeah. Also, like that, you know, that, that little scene with the doctor, she's, uh, you know, we don't get her point of view because that's not what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> she's not being objectified. He's actually, you Once know. again, it's the, it's the world behind the world. It's like, you yeah. know, this, this movie is showing you more of what the FBI really kind of does than we probably really wish we knew. Yeah. Including, and we haven't mentioned it yet, the fact that they're actually shooting at the FBI training Yeah, facility. that's really Quantico. That's yeah. really Quantico. In exteriors, I think. The interiors yeah. are so, all some of the, No, some of the interiors are, at least in the beginning where we're following... I think that's just that. Actually, it's 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 funny what you were saying. Another bit of trivia: is Scott Glenn was following around like another to- a real t- top FBI person for jo- like a John week. something. Yeah, and he and he, uh, you know, at the end of the week, he was like, he was like, well, thank you for like bringing me into your world a little bit. And the guy's like, oh, you you want to get into my world? Here's a tape that two men made of raping and murdering a group of teenage girls. You listen to that, and yeah. you've come into my world. That's and my apparently world. the guy listened to like less than a minute, and since then he was be- like, I lost some innocence that day. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, yeah. that really, it's... and that's the that's the trade off you have to make to be in a position like Scott. You know, the but Scott it's Glenn it's funny to character. compare that, which is very method- like you said, the, it's a, it's the a, gray a, area yeah, that you have a, to live in. It's yeah. a very method approach to acting, where it's like, well, I need to know what he knows, and I need to feel what he feels. So, yeah, sure, I'll stay in character all this time and all that. It's really funny to compare and contrast those styles because Anthony Hopkins is on the record as being like, "Fucking show up and say your lines." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, that, it's one of those. It's a very, it's a very, my dear boy. It's called acting. Give it a try, right. type things. Where but, it's like. Fucking memorize your lines and show up and do the. Do the but I like that. Hopkins the interesting. Is actually, well, that's not that's not strictly true. As, as Hopkins, um, from what I've read uh, from people who've worked, you know, directors who work with him, he's he's actually very. He's very meticulous about studying the script. He may not, you know, I'm going to get the background on my character or anything like that. But he is very, he doesn't like show up and you know, give me the words and I'll say them. Well, no, yeah. He was, he was even on char- in character on the set and stuff. Yeah, he's, but he's very meticulous about the script. The directors who've worked with him say that he, you know, he reads the script obsessively. Oh, yeah. Like he, 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 know, he knows, and that's just, that's just to know the whole story. What, right. How do I fit into the story this movie needs to be about? Yeah, he's the guy and, going, no, no, I don't think I can. I should do that because yeah. over here... Exactly. I, yeah. which because is, the which point is, of the movie is this, and if I do this, it won't Yeah, which is great yeah. for an actor. I yeah. mean, you really that's what you want from an actor, yeah. to, to at least have that understanding of, of the big picture. Hopefully yeah. it meshes with you, yours as the director's. But, well, uh, they, they say in the behind the scenes how this is one of those movies where... Every, and how Jonathan uh, Demi was the kind of director where he's like, hey, everybody's on board. Everybody bring your A-game. Tell me whatever you got, and you know if it if it's good, we'll use it. A very very open director in right. that sense, and um, how I mean that extends from the actors down to the to the art director. But you know, it's the actors as much as anybody else to to bring it to, to bring the idea of okay, what's the best way to not what's the best way for me to win an Oscar? What's the best way for me to tell the point of whatever right. this movie is? Right. And uh, and that will often be the best yeah. way for you to win an Oscar. <laughs> yes, so. exactly. Strangely <laughs> enough, yeah. I love you. Just see right there. He's like, "Oh, yeah." I'm glad I. I'm glad I use that yourself thing on you because I yeah. think I know what's going on. Here. You're good. Yeah, I like. I like. It, I like the sense of you know she's she's the, it's 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 like it's almost an action scene. There's the thrill of the chase is going yeah. on right now. She goes, "I'm getting close. I'm getting really close right now." And it's really the the that again that exhilaration is is really the, it, but, nicely shown, and it manages to come across uh, without. Anything happening with the camera, 
You know, the, it's not it's not pushing yeah. in slowly on them, or it's yeah. not doing it. It's just sitting there. By and the you way, you still feel the kind of exhilaration. It's like the, the, the transgender people right there. They said there's no correlation between transsexualism and violence. Yeah. Right, you know, right. Like no, a, and Anthony Hopkins has his line. Well, he thinks he's transsexual. Yeah, but he's, he's not. not. He's, he's not, not transsexual, and that's why he's behaving this way. Right. Not because he's transsexual, but, but because, because he's trying to be. But he, he he's but not. he can't do it, and he's just violent. Yeah. You know? So yeah, exactly. But of course. Exactly. They they just heard it was a man making a woman suit because he wants to be uh, a woman, and yeah. they never saw the and movie. And he's a mass exactly. murderer. So, I'm, yeah. I'm sure as I'm sure as is often the, is the case, they never actually saw the movie. Yeah, and they're just going. Well, if they had seen the movie, then they'd be part of the problem. So of course they didn't see the movie. Yeah. You know, <laughs> there's a funny story about Kevin Smith going to the protest of dogma. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and ending up on local news and being interviewed about yeah <laughs> protesting. <laughs> his, like somebody the, 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 the news like, interview inter, uh, interviewed him without understanding that he was the filmmaker, and he was like, "Yeah, I." I this movie is it's horrible and I think blah blah and, yeah and the, the reporter said have you seen any of Smith movies and he's like no no I saw Clerks that was really funny yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, the little moments you dream of a nice a nice little moment visually I like, there. I like how he steps into it yeah it's very creepy yeah. he just appears yeah and he's a, you know visually it's not just a it's not just a you know intellectualizing like oh it'd be really it's reflective so I'll just have them both in the frame it's like she's at, he's getting into her head right now he's yeah. he's occupying the same space you know it wasn't like Jonathan Demi thought oh that that would mean something I'm sure I'll yeah. throw that in somewhere no he he knew what it means and he yeah. knew the exact moment to use it it's a down in front thing that it's very difficult to run a commentary on a comedy or an exceedingly well made movie. It's there's yeah because you're like that's good yeah Yeah. if there was something to compare it to on a regular beat by beat basis you'd be like all right now here's how you do this but this movie makes almost no missteps in any in any facet I like well we've had user reviews saying we like the movies where you you shit on yeah uh, we like the commentaries where you shit on movies better they're more entertaining and then we do that and they're like wow that was so negative (laughs) what are you doing yeah I just didn't like like you were hating on the movie but uh but it's important to point out movies where they get it right as much as it is to point out where they get it wrong yeah you can learn a lot from I mean there was there was um I see whenever whenever uh, you know, Plinkett puts up a new a new review. Mm-hmm. Um, people are like, "Oh, he's the just red letter re- media guy." Yeah, yeah, he's just repeating the same stuff. People always just trash the Phantom Menace one. They just go back to that one, and it's like it's been ten years. Like, why are you still trashing on it? Blah blah blah. And I'm like, you fucking people still talk about 2001, like ten <laughs> years, please. And it's like it, it's it's as informative to to study a bad movie is it is a good movie absolutely and vice versa you know it's, it's not to mention you know the statute of limitations we go okay it's been 10 years can we admit now that this <laughs> movie is bad <laughs> exactly i know we had the but we have to love it because it's star wars and star wars is so wonderful and we waited 30 yeah. years and we want our lives to not be meaningless but i think there is a point where we have to go you know that movie that everyone considers a classic not that good yeah oh, and the, yeah. but no one really considered it a classic like the dolly yeah. up of you and the, see the, head. the fingernails what gets me oh, the yeah fingernails that's, the that's yeah. clearly what gets her too apparently yeah but i i also liked in this scene he was uh i mean he's normally doing the uh you know the buffalo bill voice or whatever but but for the for the the lines it puts the lotion in the basket and stuff he's trying to be very demure and he's trying yeah. to be a woman and very well he was know, talking proper. about that i hate that we keep going back to the behind the scenes shit that we just looked at but um well no one he, else did he, so fuck he, he was talking Talking about yeah, this could be your one-stop shop. Uh, we picked the best stuff, like an adapted screenplay, and give it to you in audio form. The um, the reason he does that is not because he's putting on uh, an affectation for her. Uh, it, he's doing that. The, this is Ted Levine talking about what he was doing when he was changing the voice around. He's channeling his mother. Uh, mm. He's channeling. He's talking to himself. 
as his mother, and and won't you get the basket? You know, when he's when he's petting the well, dog he's not and doing talking. That. It's very, very he's precious. You, precious. He should know better. He should know better. Should, and the well, fact he, that he's, he's cocky. Just such a Dr. Cocky, Chilton? Yeah. 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 By, leaving, I, by leaving the pen out. Yeah. And what's interesting is... I don't that, know how the fuck he gets no. it. Well, that's the thing, is they don't show it. What's interesting about the fact is they 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 establish that he leaves it, and they establish that Hannibal is looking yeah. at it. What's <laughs> going to happen? pretty fucking intent on that. And they never establish how the mechanics... How of, he got it, yeah. Uh, him actually grabbing it. I like, I like that they got him in there, you know, and Anthony Hopkins being a pro, I'm sure, probably told them to do it, and the, just mash With his the nose, nose down. Yeah. yeah. There's it's a, no it's respect a very nice for his touch. comfort, yeah. Well, I'll bet you his head isn't against the back of it, and he just leans in for takes. That's probably true, just for the comfort thing, yeah. Because that would... <laughs> You would have a purple nose. Yeah. <laughs> For the art. I can see John Stewart, and there's Obama. <laughs> Ooh, I used to have that phone. That's Roger there's Corman. There's Roger Corman. And there's President Bush. Yep, there is. Bush won. So it was, yeah. It's appropriate. I, I think it's interesting. I, I thought there were a couple of little twists and turns here because because it's revealed that the deal was a lie. Right. And then you're like, oh, fuck, Clarice fucked with him. And then you're like, oh, no, it was Clarice, her boss. Yeah, Clarice put her up to it. Clarice went one step beyond what she was supposed to. Yeah. Right. And now she's going to catch hell for it. Right. But it was her boss. But it was her boss. And at first, and and at first she, you think she didn't know, but then it turns out she did and even added you know, her own little touch to it as, as part of the design of the uh, Although there's the an lie. implication later when she's in the house and she's looking through it right before she sees the dress with the parts cut off of it. That when she, they hold on the window and then cook back to her and give her a look, and the window matches the description of what he wants to see, mm. which is an I don't know that it's even a thing, but it's a very curious part of the movie. Fuck where him! I hate his little. Now I love this. Yeah. I love this bit because as soon as they cut back, that you are looking at Lecter, you're like, oh shit! Oh, no. <laughs> like you don't care what anyone else is doing. You just yeah. and I think actually this push in is it's the way Lecter is looking at him. Yeah, yeah. This push in is probably a little unnecessary because you kind of get well, it. They do that you're again like, later oh when he has it in his hand and you can, he just stands yeah. in front of the camera and you see it in his hand and yeah. you're like, dude, it's in yeah, his yeah hand. you see it. And then they and then go then zoom they, in. Yeah. It's like oh, okay, couple, it's it's great though because because they they've built him up as you know the. Of course, you had never seen, you've never seen, or even seen the results of anything Lecter does, or, or whatever. So, as you were, someone was saying earlier, when he finally cuts loose, it is like the apocalypse. So yeah. it's, it's interesting that that they they set this thing up like, oh shit, he's got a pen. You know, <laughs> what's he gonna do with a pen? How like, many people is going to kill yeah, with a pen? Exactly. You just imagine these. But scenarios. don't you see? The, the pen <laughs> is mightier than the sword. <laughs> Everyone just walks away. Thanks. Oh. <laughs> well, it's like it's like Terminator Two, and you know Sarah gets a oh shit, she's got a paperclip. Everyone's dead. You know, and sure I don't enough. know what's going to happen, but it's not going to be good. I can tell you that much. Yeah, you don't want the crazy people to have the, the paperclip. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Did you guys hear the story about the mask and what they were doing with that? They went through a whole bunch of uh, different ideas. Originally, it was going to be like a fencing mask with just a mesh over it and a bunch of other things. And it, they eventually got to the idea of it being this kind of modernish fiberglass restraining uh, custom uh-huh. fitted thing. Uh, and they just kind of brought over, all right, here's this. We're going to paint it up and do this. One. No, don't paint it. Yeah. Leave it, it, looks, like that. it looks badass and it's raw fiberglass. Exactly. It's like, why funny. would they paint it? Why would they make it fancy? You know? Yeah. In the, in the real situation, you would just make that thing and slap it on his face. And of course, this is the iconic Hannibal Lecter. It is this, this appearance. This, this look has been par- has been parodied and uh, how many times Even by Billy Crystal at the Oscars? Yeah, exactly. Well, but but it's like it's like it's weird because it's like the Jason mask and the Michael Myers mask, and then this. But it's like this isn't even a thing really in the movie. No. It's just something that happens in this 
you know, in this scene. It's not really a part of the the plot or the story or yeah. integral to the telling of the story in any way. Or or really integral to his character. It's just something they do yeah. to prevent him from biting her face <laughs> <laughs> if he happened to get too close. I guess it's I guess it's a bit of foreshadowing with what he does to the cop later right. on. Right. It's Im- well it's pretty it's pretty well implied that he did that to the nurse earlier though. That's like, true. That's well, true. they reconstructed her lower jaw and saved one of her eyes. <laughs> they saved like, oh most God. of her tongue. What yeah. is uh what is Lecter doing there? Is he just fucking with her for cuz? Yeah. Cause? He is. He's, yeah. he's fu- well his whole thing Where he's talking about how what part of you is going to be tickling a, when she's dead. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about him and I'm about to get kind of fucking cerebral for take it away Reedy go for it but um yeah exactly the whole thing is you know Hannibal the cannibal and he eats his victims and stuff like that but he clearly draws sustenance from their their psychology and from it which is probably why he became a psychologist in the first place because he like he also kind of feeds on their suffering and he really enjoys watching people you know go through the most fucked up things mm-hmm. in their heads you know so he's fucking with her because he he, he likes it and it, he, it's he, a new person to fuck with yeah exactly yeah. and that's why he's and he uses it as currency and he knows when he's in a situation where he has to Give some information. He will take well, some it's of not, that from it's her. Not yeah. just, it's he not just it Starling. And he does it with her. Yeah, it's not just currency. It's something that he genuinely seems to, you know, like like a good meal. It's like when he yeah. can get some really juicy shit yeah. from someone. He like later on he does the whole thing with the the screaming lambs and stuff like that. And all he says is thank you. Yeah, you know, because it's like great. that yeah. was delicious. It's like, you know? like yeah, it's like, it was like having having him, having him over for dinner. Like that was really thank yeah. you for that that so, sumptuous repast you just fed. Exactly. Today. So there's like that. There's that kind of psychic cannibalism going on yeah. in his character, and he's got well. nothing to lose. You know, he can, he can toy with the senator because he's got what she needs. He knows yeah. that he she's not going to go screw him. Right. You know, same, even when when, when she says get rid of him. Then he says, "Ah, but uh, you're forgetting. Yeah. You can't walk away from well, me because I can help you find your daughter." I think it's not, but but I think he gives it to. I think if she had taken that in stride, he probably would have strung her along longer or just lost interest, you know. Yeah. But the fact that she gets so upset and goes to walk away, he's like, "All right, that's what I wanted. Here's what you want to know." Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's one of my favorite lines right there. Where they don't have a, she says, they don't have a name for what he is. <laughs> I just thought that was really good. Yeah. Why have I seen this actor before? He's been a lot, a lot of things. <laughs> he's uh, he's uh, stepping into Eden. And that was, Yay, that's another brother. example of uh, From original so, Star Trek. He's on an episode. It's another example of a random guy treating her with respect and just normally. Yeah, yeah he's fairly not a point fairly of view courteous. Shot. You know, yeah. it's like yeah. And just in his demeanor, you can tell he's a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. and he's not he too bad about that. He doesn't deserve yeah. what's going to happen. Evisceration thing. Yeah. And this is yeah. and this is where jurisdiction and this is of course this is Lecter's plan is I'm going to get away from these guys who know how to handle me right and hopefully in the hands of someone who's going to screw up yeah I'm yeah. going to get my chance because the whole thing about Catherine he doesn't care about Catherine Catherine yeah. is just his way to get to this new situation that he can try and escape from that's right. what he's after right because because here they've had to you know create this new little cage for him and stuff yeah. like that as opposed to the maximum security exactly. Catherine could live or die. Buffalo Bill could live or die or go free. Lecter doesn't care about any yeah. of that. He's just using all of it to try and try and get out. Is Jack is Crawford an agent? Does he have some kind of uh, He's honorarium? Scott huh? He's Scott Glenn. He's the head of the FBI. Is he? But but does he have a title? Because because going back to the fact that he respects Clarice enough to call her Agent Starling. Uh, when he's not calling her Clarice, um, he never gives Jack Crawford an honorarium. Yeah, that's true. Because he doesn't mm. like him. Um, 
Hmm. I don't know. So I don't. Good, I don't. I don't know. If, if he doesn't have one, then it. it then I'm reading into it. Would, it if, something I that's keep not thinking that he looks like Stewie or something like that. He does. He does look like Stewie. I'm sure Stewie is based. Seems to be modeled after scene after Hannibal Lecter. I would not be at all surprised maybe, to discover maybe maybe that. the entire maybe the entire family in, in Family Guy <laughs> is based on characters from Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> I love that little touch with the anagram. Iron sulfide. Lewis, fools. Lewis friend. Yeah. Iron sulfide. Fool's gold. Thank you. I think yeah. I, I you also fuck, you fucking dick. I also like this bit here the, 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 because again, as soon as you find out that the deal was a lie, you're like, oh fuck. Yeah. yeah. Lecter's just gonna shut down now. But it's like it's actually like you lied a- to me. And I, I was fooled. Yeah. I respect you. You had me going for a yeah. few minutes. You got me this, with this that This will be one. fun. You if got we me. Keep all right, and, all right, the, and the go. fact that and this is where the dynamic is changing, because he's already gotten what he wants. He's uh, he's ready to get out. He's waiting for his moment to do it. Yeah. He's happy. Okay, I'm going to throw the cute kid a bone. I'm I like her. Help. I like her. I'm actually going to solve her case for her before I go. That's yeah. that's his last little but thing. He, but again, you know, still, and again, almost a matter of like he's the first one and the one who ge- gives her the most respect because he doesn't he doesn't go well. You're never going to figure this out on your own. So he's this yeah. guy and he lives here and blah blah blah. He literally is throwing like, her bone. Here. He just he just throws her. He's like he's like you've got all the pieces. So go for it, kiddo. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like good luck. <laughs> And here we have him calling out the what we've already felt, and <laughs> yeah. What, the cam- yeah. the, what the camera has yeah. already showed us. Yeah, shown us. There is a trend in going from m- m- psychopathic killers and murderers and bad guys to hyper intelligent and clinical. In the late eighties, I'm not sure the there's 90s. necessarily a clear delineation between well, know, the two. Well, but. what I mean is John Doe and Seven, uh, Lecter here. The very cold, calculating. Yeah, the, the very. Are you, I'm are you smarter saying, are than you. Are you saying? Are you saying? As opposed to watching a movie where a guy just kills people just because. Sure, boom, sure. Madman, yeah. but they're easy to catch. Intelligent as opposed <laughs> to, in, uh, you know, uh, intellectual <laughs> as opposed to primal. just a, yeah. a primal. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, um, that's true. But again, I don't know what that means. They were ha- and, and crazy smart as opposed to just crazy. If yeah, like Hannibal Lecter as contrasted against um, Jason Norman Bates or. or Exactly. That's what, that's what I was trying to get at. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that plays into and you guys. I think are, Norman Bates is a pretty Norman Bates is pretty smart guy. Yeah, that's yeah, 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 true. But true. I, I want to get you guys are the experts on the definition of a horror movie. Does that change the way it would be categorized? Because if it's Freddy, I don't. Really, you know, it's a horror movie. Fre- Does, but Freddy, this different. isn't a horror movie. But it's not because of him, right? I would say this is a thriller. I'd I wouldn't say thriller. Call it, I, I would call, call this a horror movie. I would agree. I, I, I don't think this is a horror movie. Um, it, it has. It's, some, it's a yeah. freaky movie. It has. Some, it has some horrifying moments. Yeah. But I don't think it fits quite this, the the definition of a horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. I would absolutely. When I rented agree. it, it was in drama. Yeah. Go blockbuster. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And too and, soon. And yeah. they did. Yeah. And they did. <laughs> they're going. Yeah. They're definitely they're going. They're going. They're going. Yeah, they're gone. Let's see. Which which chapter of the the movie you want? Um. I'd, I'd look under eleven. Yeah. Oh, with the joking. So, so yeah. Now here's this. Here's this. Uh, you know, the, for this movie, this is the equivalent of a car chase we're having yeah. right now. <laughs> this is the movie's car chase. And actually, and actually, they talk about they were because there were a couple of those those little flashbacks to her past. Yeah. And uh, there was going to be another flashback about 
her, you know, depicting to, all of this. Depicting this and stuff like that. And they and shot like, this. No, and they're don't, like, oh, no. Don't even. We're not getting away from that. Lightning in a bottle. Now, look at that. Now, get this. She's looking at us now. And it's yeah. freaking me out. Yeah. <laughs> now she's looking at me. This is the first time we're really getting into anyone else's head. Yeah. yeah. When I was watching this last night, uh, it was pointed out to me. And this is one of those things that probably, honestly, did not occur to them. But it's interesting anyway, on a conspiracy theory level, that she ran away from this horse and sheep ranch. And then later, when Ted Levine is doing his thing, the song is Goodbye Horses. Food for thought. <laughs> there's, there's a number Don't of take little... the wrapper off, though. It's part of the, it's part of the taste. There's a number of little, uh, little things. Yeah, it's rice paper. It's fine. Yeah, um, you can totally eat that. It's got seeds in it, so when you shit it, in Oregon, they can plant a tree. It's great. There's a, no- there's a number of uh, little <laughs> wow. things like that. If you could actually follow the line of logic, it just happened. <laughs> in the, in the, Welcome to Down in Front. Towards yeah. the end, after the, after the gunfight, she's got like a, a burn. On her on her face from the gunpowder, which is apparently it's it's called something like a, a you know coal miner's scar or something. It's something to do with uh, with coal mining and oh, that's her, they, yeah. And her father is a coal miner, so they don't they don't call it that. They don't refer to it as that. But it's like if you can follow the the path of of kind of trivia, Wait, <laughs> you her, can. Her you father can her father is a father was a sheriff. It was a marshal. Oh, marshal. he refers to her as a coal miner. Yes, yeah, so he asks if, he's, if, if she's, yeah. she's from coal mining Sorry, families. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, but she's from that part of the country. Yeah, yeah where yeah. you get that that you get the the, the grit is actually under your skin no. and it won't ever come out. I, no, that, no, correct, that, that's almost a maddening little moment. I'm sorry, but right sure. there, it almost seems like he really is just going to tell her and then this fucking yeah. guy oh, comes in. Yeah, and then here comes Chilton <laughs> to screw it all up. Correct me if I'm wrong, but in that whole little soliloquy no, nowhere else in the movie, did they actually say the phrase Silence of the Lambs? Which only They never say it. Which only popped up to me because they repeat the phrase the screaming, the screaming of, the of the Lambs yeah. many, exactly. many times. Well, he says You, you know, I'm really getting sick of these Star oh, Wars. Yeah. I'm just yeah. really tired of in the all fo- these in the phone call in the phone call at the end he says to have the lambs stop, have the screaming. Lamb stop yeah. screaming but he never yeah. says silence yeah. no but si- the, the silence of the lambs is never actually used yeah. as a phrase the si- and here they go the one, the one time they touch yeah. there you go yeah. yeah and you just like expect her hand to come off exactly. or explode or something like that but i think it's because or her to turn evil in the third act exactly because he's transferred his soul yeah because the silence of the lambs is not oh, a, this movie could go to the mansion it's, it's not totally a, could, it's not a, but it it's doesn't. not a thing in the movie it is the movie it's this is the story of how she silences the fucking screaming in her yeah. head by yeah. by actually saving the a life right speaking which she's of, never been talk, able to talking do about the, the movie in those terms as something that's on the shelf i want to go in a little bit to the poster because it was brought up on the forum. I think Dr. Submarine on the forums brought this up. Uh, obviously, if you've looked at the poster closely, you notice, my God, there's a skull on that moth. Interesting. Yeah. That's something that some people don't catch on to, but I think everyone kind of does. That's an actual moth. That's an, it, It's not usually so specifically a skull as you see in the poster, but there are... Uh, or in the there film There are death's head moths. There are death's head moths that, that yeah. look like that. But if you look even closer, you'll notice that the skull on the moth is actually a illustration of seven dead women organized in such a way that the shadows and the the white areas look like a skull which Death is said moth is people yeah. <laughs> which is based on a famous which is photograph on a by photograph somebody no no, no it's, a, it's a portrait of salvador dali uh, uh, no it's a picture by salvador no it's a picture no. it's a photograph it's an actual photograph yeah. it's a photograph of salvador a, dali no, no it's a photograph of no, the, the women ver- in that the position one, looking the one like a skull. that you saw mm-hmm. is a picture of salvador dali with his portrait the portrait itself is just an image of the women We'll need to look into this, but I, yeah, but it's a photograph. It's that it's it's photograph. Called, in, in, in any case, it's called uh, La Voluptus Mors. Yeah, yeah. Which is, you know, I don't know what and Voluptus and means. And voluptuous. Vol- voluptuous, volume, voluptuous, yeah, voluptuous, voluptuous, like women. Yeah. Sexy and then Mor- death. Mors the sexy is, death. Yeah, yeah Mors exactly. is death. So, yeah. Anyway, 
But fun, it's a it's funny a genius idea, yeah. If you look at the DVD on your shelf now that you bought from our store and we got yeah. a book for, you'll actually notice, my God, there is a skull I wonder made if, yeah. of people. I wonder if Salvador Dali's estate gets a, gets a buck. So here we go. And this is where yeah, the movie like, finally is... lets you, like, okay, you've been waiting. Here it comes. And that's, again, where I don't think you necessarily needed that push in. You, no, saw, you, him pi- you saw him pick it up, and then he walks into frame, and you, you can see the gleam in his hand. Yeah. yeah. I guess... Well, you, I... Saw, you saw him pull it out of his I think yeah. it's, I think it's made place. to make you go, oh, God, here we go. Yeah. yeah. You know? To really, to, you can't miss. I it. think the push yeah. in is, if anything, it's to show the way he kind of conceals it in his hand for for when they would yeah. otherwise catch it. Right yeah, here. but you you don't need the push in to show no, him okay. closing yeah, his fist. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I was right. Another famous collaboration between the two was Involuptus Mors, a surrealistic portrait of Dali besides a large skull. In fact, a tableau of seven nudes. Halsman took three hours to arrange the models according to a sketch by Dali, but it's a yeah. picture of Dali next oh, okay. to it. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. I looked into this shit, man. Just now. <laughs> well, I looked into it for the forum post because I was okay. interested. And the guy's name is Philippe Halsman. Ah. You almost think a couple of times he's going to let this guy go. Yeah. Because because this guy treats him courteously. Yeah, this guy yeah. d- doesn't put the shit on the, his drawings. He's like, okay, fair enough. Fair and at the beginning, he says, you know, we'll treat you as well as you treat us. Yeah. And it's a mutual respect thing yeah. right from the get-go. And then, and then there's just this. Like, he doesn't... He doesn't do what he does to this guy. Yeah. Um, you know. There it is. But you still don't even <laughs> he, really see anything. He, that one shot of him, like, his head kind yeah. of jiggling back oh, and yeah, forth yeah. reminds me of the Raptors from Jurassic Park. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love how he's just, and this snow. Hannibal Lecter wants you alive yeah. when he heats you. Yeah. And here we go. Here's this, this, is, this is, this is Look at the weird face of ecstasy he has. Yeah. He's got a very swishy way of ba-boom, man, ba-boom. I, it's it's a weird face because you can't tell if he's enjoying it or just kind of like God, this is so. Di- I haven't done anything. <laughs> yeah, and we it's wearing me you out. You know, I man. really thought I would have killed more people by this time yeah. in my life. Yeah, you I'm know? so out of shape. Oh. I've yeah. got to get to the gym when I get out of here. Yeah, and here's here's like the one. That's definite. A gor- that's, yeah, that's a gory a gory scene. This is the one. De- this right here. This shot is the one definite horror movie shot. Yeah, very in much. this in this movie, like this right here is like, oh my god. No, no. no <laughs> the, the one definitive horror moment in this movie is when he sits up in the ambulance later on. Oh yeah, and peels the yeah, straight yeah. face. Oh, bum, 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 bum. But he's got the blood on his face and just the. I can't imagine he'd only have two skin. guards. I understand that his whole plan was to get to a place where he could break out, but I can't imagine. That's the Chilton, thing. Give, Chilson giving him to a place that would only have two cops with him. Well, again, in real Chilton, life, and then have them both go in. In real life, there would have been three other cops standing twenty feet away with yeah. their guns drawn. Right. But I, again, I have we're to not going to see what happens. It's an ordeal to go reason. into Hannibal Lecter's jail cell, and they're like, "All right, we're going to give him his food. All you guys, come here." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think I think you yeah. guys flank it with guns. I don't <laughs> think it's that big of a stretch. Again, the, the idea of it is that uh, you know, it's like, it's like. It's just hubris. It's like, you know, no matter how many times you go, you don't know what you're dealing with with this guy. You can't let your guard down for a second. I mean, you think, if we handcuff him to the cell, that's it. We're done. We don't have anything to worry about at that point. You know, and normally that would be true. But the idea is that Lecter is so superhuman that, you know, you you can't relax when you've got him handcuffed to a cell. Yeah. I also love, again, going back to, like, 
it almost feels like an action movie without any action going on, really. Because it's the whole thing. It's just this needle. <laughs> the, the elevator ele- is going yeah. to five. The elevator goes <laughs> up, <laughs> and they hear a gunshot, yeah. and then the elevator starts coming back down, and they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> and that's, and that, again, that's why I love. I respect the movie tremendously because, you know, I think people watch this whole movie and, and you know, hey, there wasn't one car chaser sex scene in that whole movie, and... What's, I, what's, I wasn't supposed to be enjoying it then. What's great is you literally have a lobby full of police officers, and you see the needle come down, and you see the look on all their face going, "Oh shit! Oh god! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it's a lobby full." They of all police have their guns. Yeah. And Here comes like, oh, an elevator. Because so. because each each one of them is thinking, "I could be here's the our one shot. To die here's, here. here's here's another one of your horror shots. Yes, that's true. They were it's talking about the uh, intentions where, where you look through the window and you see the angel, and there's a foggy room, and it's looking through. They were talking about the the reasoning behind the shot is that whatever officer's looking through the window, that's how he sees it. That's yeah. not what it is. Yeah, it's more when he when he first saw it, it was that. That's the image that sticks with him. I love how he took the time to rearrange the lights for dramatic effect before yeah. he escaped. Yeah, I've seen more bullshit light stuff in a movie. <laughs> but but, <laughs> yeah, but right. you know, Hannibal where's the light Lecter? in this forest coming from? Yeah, H- Hannibal Lecter actually seems like the kind of guy who he, would. Oh, he, he is totally the kind would. of he guy totally he would. Would. He would. Yeah, but he set a couple things also, on fire just to make you, sure you got the volumetric his, look. His other reason is yeah. he doesn't want any good lights on the ground for yeah. obvious reasons. Uh, yeah, you know he wants the lights to be glittering and in, the, in your in your eyes. Um, I, this whole the next this actually looks a lot like Lecter to me. Just kind of the way it's yeah, it does shot. I agree. Forms over his face. It kind of does, but I think that, you know again the genius of it it's is so cut up and fucked up. Yeah, that is that like, is that you know again these guys? It's not like you could retroactively go. You know what? I bet he did. Yeah, I yeah. bet he cut the guy's face off, and he's wearing it, and this is him. I mean, that's not a connection no one's you gonna, would make. None of these sane people are going to think that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But that looks just look like, like Anthony Hopkins. It, it looks does, more like Terrence Stamp to me, actually. It does. It gives, so the movie's kind of given you a shot at and you the, know figuring it out. But. And, the, and of course, the amazing thing, like you look at it and you you find out later and you're like, oh my God, that's gross. But it's like, well, to him, it was like smearing cake on his yeah, face. Like, what's he like, care? It's awesome. Makes perfect sense. He's playing with his food. It's not that doing. crazier than what Andy Dufresne did to break out of prison. Yeah. Well, know? that's what I'm saying. It's it's only the fact that he happens to mutilate people that changes him from a hero. Exactly. Into a villain. Andy Dufresne, we think, was awesome for doing yeah. something almost you know, almost as severe as this. There's our uh, second that thing you do cameo. Who I guess is, I guess he's a, a demi regular, and I don't yeah. know what Demi's relationship was with Roger Corman. But I guess he worked on a bunch of Corman. He, he started with Corman like a lot of people did, like Ron Howard and those guys. Joe Dante. Joe Dante. James Cameron. Yep. Almost all of whom make Corman references or give him cameos in their movies when they can. Did so, Clint, did so, Clint Eastwood so work no, with him? Because he shows up in a no, Space Knowing Cowboys what we too. know now, what exactly is going on in that moment? Because they're giving him oxygen, right? Uh-huh. uh-huh. They're just giving so him an oxygen. IV. And he's, he's like, he's no, like he's, no, no, let's move this along. I need to get to the ambulance. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't want to be there So he starts long. convulsing. So he's freaking so they, out to keep them from actually... He's, he's convulsing yeah. to, make, to, to rush him to the ambulance. Yeah, That's to all. make them think just, he's going into shock right. so they'll rush him out. Because he knows their process. Yeah. I think <laughs> there's a lot of really scary things in this movie. Uh, especially the end with the night vision sequence and all that stuff. And, and going through the house and not knowing where he is. I think this is the most terrifying thing in the entire That's movie. That's great. That's this right sequence. here? Yeah, because yeah. it's just baffling what's going on. Because you yeah. know, the, okay, we found the two dead cops. There's blood on the roof. That must be that he's on the roof. But and you, just the they whole, heard a gunshot. So right, here right, you're right. supposed to assume that he was trying to escape and he yeah, got yeah, yeah. shot before. Right, right, right. But you, you just don't know at this point in the movie, the first time you see it or if you're pretending you haven't seen it before. 
is he going to come down there with a gun? Is he going to come? Is he just dead? What's? It's just this terrifying thing. And I think yeah. it's not as scary as the movie makes it out to be. But the fact that it works on me, it means the movie's working. Yeah. Because like it's a, all these people being like. It totally works. It's, oh, shit, it's, oh, shit, it's, oh, a, shit, it's oh, a magic shit. trick. This whole, this like 10 minutes of the movie is, is, is a magic trick of misdirection. You know, it's like, you just saw the trick. The trick yeah. just happened already. It's over. But the rest is just misdirection. And then at the very end, you're going to go, oh, shit. Another good example. The rabbit of, was up his sleeve the whole time. Another good example of of showing the good guys being good at what they do, and just, and not being good enough, but yeah. still not being good enough because yeah. they, they can't think around the crazy corner. Yeah, because yeah, well, they, okay, so they <laughs> they think he's on top of the elevator, so he's like does this whole you know silent and just pointing things like. All right, they they got their shit together and they're they're scared yeah. shitless, yeah. but they're still pulling it off. Yeah, it's not like what they're doing is wrong or against procedure. It makes perfect yeah. sense, and you're with them every step of the way, and you're rooting for them. And it's already too late. They yeah. they've already yeah. lost. You know, it's it's amazing. And there's Chris Isaac. Oh yeah, that's Chris Isaac. There yeah. he even get well, he got a credit in the beginning, and he's only in like this one scene. <laughs> But he's Chris Isaac, man. He's so pretty, and he wants to have sex on a beach in black and white. <laughs> well, who doesn't? What is you know, it's not as great as you would think. <laughs> well, is that right? Color helps. Let's go to that video. <laughs> it helps you delineate some, yeah, some certain yeah. important things. It helps with depth perception, too. It's important. Here we go. And apparently... This Well, that would have... In another cut of the movie, that would have been the moment where they're like, oh, fuck, it's yeah, not him. Yeah. But they save that for this. Well, instead. no, it would have been a big skull face where you're like, wait a minute, yeah. what? How did he lose his face? And then you go, oh. Yeah. So, yeah, they're still. This <laughs> it is right so freaky. Yeah. Ugh. In the theater, yeah, yeah, the joy of seeing it in the theater. But, yeah, when he sits up and he, you know, everyone's like, wait, what? And then he removes the face. People, like, scream. Uh, they <laughs> screamed in the theater. It was an amazing moment. And did you, did it feed you for the week? It totally did. I drank that. I drank it. It was like sweet, sweet wine. It was like wine and honey. I like how she got a call and she's like, "Oh shit, was, I gotta tell." Chloe. It was a very odd cut. Yeah. Like, wait, now we're with this chick again? Yeah. Yeah. I think it. I think it's like this. They they basically called. They're like, "Oh, he's out, and he might be after Clarice." Yeah, exactly. Right? And she, Clarice is basically like, "Nah, nah, nah." No, because nah, the black cool. girl knows she's in an FBI movie, but she doesn't know which one. Yeah. So it could be that she gets <laughs> yeah. back and finds yeah. him. This might yeah. be a case Garpetta mystery, in which case the murderer always shows up at your place at the end. Yeah. Or it could be a Shyamalan mystery where nothing happens. Where what? <laughs> Wait, where it that turns out really? Anthony Hopkins yeah. was allergic to water all along. Yes, that's right. Shyamalan would have trapped Hopkins in his, which made in his pantry. His, which made his eating of Aquaman very confusing <laughs> as a climax. Very confusing indeed. So there you go. It's it's hard to work leather. I mean, yeah, yeah. this guy's this guy's good. <laughs> That's so gross. With a, with a sewing machine. Don't, don't talk like that, Trey. <laughs> what? What did? Uh, there did, are certain things Brian wants to believe about you. <laughs> Let him have them. I think, I think it's things Brian wants to believe about himself. It's like, you are made of leather and meat. Are you aware of this? You're just. Not, I'm aware of it. Doesn't mean I want to think about you it. You just haven't been properly processed yet. That's the missing ingredient. You, you haven't can, been smoked and cured. Yes, oh, exactly. That's what we're saying. You are sentient leather. You're. I remember sentient I, leather bag full. This of is meat. actually uh, on topic. I, I huh? remember where I read about go. this, but they had asked people that had eaten human flesh what it tasted like, and they said it was like sweet chicken. Yeah, or pork. Oh. It often gets compared to pork a lot. Brian, how do you feel right now? Well, I'm not really a big fan of pork, so I guess I'm okay. You can yeah. actually buy human flavored tofu. Nice. 
I love the new communities that we have <laughs> in this modern society. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I mean, when you... Well, they're basically... It's it's designed to, like... Is it called, fucking, Hu- is it called Hufu? I don't remember, but yeah. it's uh, something Hufu. like that. But it's... Oh, it's man. Or Hufu. Yeah, it's... it's from what I, from what I, and I, I'm pretty sure it was real. It wasn't like a parody thing. By it's, the way, it's in, designed, in that, in that last ahead. scene, we we had this one of the strongest instances of point of view, point yeah. of view. Yeah. So we just went straight from her point of view to the other chick's point mm-hmm. of view, and we were just like. And you right know what's interesting about the other chick? Sorry to cut you off. She looks like Turk from Scrubs with some lipstick on. <laughs> <laughs> True. Well, sure one of, one of these characters sure was their well, last name was Phazon, and I Donald Phazon. That's his name. It, it, what are they, it, in this movie, it wasn't Donald Phazon. It was, it was something, something else. else Phazon. Phazon. Well, yeah. it might well be. I thought she was. I thought that was Cassie, no, Cassie Levens, though. Is her name? But I, I could be wrong. Well, I'm saying maybe it's another character in here is somehow related to Turk. Maybe maybe it's Anthony Hopkins. I don't know. I'm go. getting a head shake over They're there that says close. no. I don't know. All right. Uh, anyway, you were, you were saying something about human flavor tofu. Yeah, apparently. Let's, yeah. let's keep talking about yeah, that. Apparently, bring, bring it was, well, apparently it was it was created uh, to kind of wean cannibals off the eating people thing. They're like, no, no, there's another way. <laughs> wow. Who knew we needed a product? You can like be that. a vegetarian. It's like on True Blood where they have uh, blood analog. <laughs> the, the synth blood, whatever they... I guess but, it's called uh, yeah. Now, here's something that... But, but there, was a, there was like frequently asked questions and they're like, how do we know that this actually tastes like human? And they're like, just and the, the trust answer, us. The answer was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just trust us. Okay. <laughs> here's something that I don't quite... We have quite, it on pretty good authority. I don't quite understand this. I okay. know that the, the points of this scene... Are that we find out uh, that the girl that is m- the first girl that he killed, right? Yeah, he worked at, knew. worked at a uh, tailor or something involving sewing. She was a, she liked to she sewed herself. She okay, did her own sewing. What is the because there's a very specific similarity between the injuries we see on her back later. There's a certain way. There's the, a certain the, pattern the, the in darts. how you cut in how you cut fabric in order to make it work as a dress. It's the darts. It's the it's it's what makes you know it's a, it's a thing you put in your shoulders so that when you move your arms like this, like no one can see me at home doing that. The yeah. you know, it's, it's how you expand the. He's doing the soft shoe, guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's 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 a it's a sewing thing. It's uh, they're called okay. Uh, so she darts. would so okay. He's basically getting getting the patches so, that you would normally cut out of fabric, yeah. but he has to get. But them he has from to get them. Yeah, so, so the yeah. fact that. Instead of yards and yards. So when Clarice sees that, what she's putting together is that she knows this chick. She doesn't know about the other guy and his sewing fascination yet. Yes, she does. That's how she puts it together. together. Because she knows this chick was a seamstress or something. No, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. The only reason that that exists is to create this plot. To show show an unfinished dress with darts in it. There's an unfinished dress with those those shapes in it. And she, as soon as she sees it, she puts it together. together, Oh, these are the same wounds that he was creating, which were fucking weird. So it's also, so it's another lucky thing the movie has that she happens to have an unfinished dress with those exact same cuts. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Then I'm then I'm with you. I also don't like how she takes out these little homemade porn pictures the girl had made <laughs> out of the secret box in the back of the music thingy, and looks at them like, "Yep, tit, 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 tit." All right, sets them back down on the front of the shelf, like on yeah, top like of the for, da- for dad to find. All right, whenever That's you guys what... in twenty or thirty years, when you've dealt with your shit and you're coming in here to take out the stuff and pawn it, maybe make a few bucks off your daughter's death, you'll also find the very valuable pictures of her naked in her room with her clothes on. Yeah, it's... I know. I thought that was that was one thing that bugged me too. Was like, you know, d- this is put her back in there. This is her parents' shrine to her. Make them work for it at least. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it, there's a reason they're hidden for Pete's sake. You know, it's also interesting that she knows to check there. But I guess all it's a, girls know I guess to it's check. A, there. It's a girl thing. <laughs> yes. Again, it's She's like, like music box. She was yeah, in a music box. That's, that's where the treasures go. That's where we hide them. So she's not actually naked, by the way. But yeah, except that one. 
<laughs> That's not naked. It's, it's implied naked. nudity. Okay, it's, it's very tasteful. It's yes, tasteful. Exactly. It's like it's like yeah, it's artistic, is what that is. Yeah, just like it's don't, polarized. No, don't yeah. just leave. Oh, that's not what you do. That's not how you do that. And here, here's There's an got to be some pattern of cats. Here's an interesting here reversal too. in the What's saving the, the cat moment, the cat? where the cat saves her. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, well here we can we can we're giving we're given the information to assume that all the guys that he kill all the girls that he kills have cats because she has a cat and she loved the cats. She has a bunch of cats on her drawers and stuff. And then the other person had a cat, but I don't yeah. think that has any that significance. Never, that never comes in. No, it doesn't. He, it, doesn't it doesn't matter. But he at all. has a dog. Maybe there's something there. That's right. They, they're all cat yeah. girls. I think we're reaching here. Yeah, I think we're reaching here. Yeah, but so so what's happening is 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 coincidental. If not for this moment, she wouldn't have figured it out. Basically, if this didn't happen to be there, except that Hannibal Lecter, Lecter, wow, Lecter, Lecter had already figured it out two hours ago. That's true. I don't under. How does she, hmm? It just seems like an odd thing. Like I wouldn't. I would go. Hey, it's interesting that that's the same pattern of wounds on the girl. No, it's her Ma- job to fa- to make those kind of connections. Well, I know, I know, I know. But my assumption as an audience member was that that was the dress she was wearing when he cut those pieces out. But that doesn't make any sense. No, either. it doesn't make any sense. But then you have to you have to remember all the way back to the. He's already taken the sleeves off of one girl. Yeah, and he's taken darts out of the back of another. And, and we also just saw him sewing skin together. Yes, yeah. exactly. So so the the thing is that and again, this is. It, it doesn't. It, it's her, and this is what this scene is about here. Where she goes, this is more things that we can now know about him that will help us find him. That he right. knows how to sew. That he might have a sewing background. So let's look for right. people who can sew. That he's, you know, he has this whole thing, and uh, you know, he's making himself. Then all of his, the reason he's been doing why he does what he does is because he's making a costume of a girl skin for himself. Right. You know, that's that's what she's just figured out finally. You know, until then it's just like, well, he kills women and cuts them up in strange ways that we don't understand. Yeah. Now I don't know what there, I don't know exactly this, how they. I, I am a little unclear. Well, you go ahead. I, I was, well, I don't know if we're going to say the same thing. It does me. skip ahead first, over here. Yeah, really first, some blanks fast. Let me just say the parallel action here, and then the payoff, which I'm, we spoiled it, but you know I'm not going to say it, <laughs> is genius, and I love it, and it works, and it doesn't even feel like a cliche to me when I watched it last night. It totally mm-hmm. took me by surprise. I'd forgotten it was in the movie, but I, I get how she ended up at the house she ended up at. Do you how? Because I, that's actually the part I don't quite understand. She's still, well, I don't she's understand still following the because, because she's still following she, the back trail of, of people the girl knew. Right. That's how she, she's she, investigating she gets the first victim because uh-huh. they had the she and her girl partner at the academy realized that he personally knew his first victim. So now she's interviewing right. people, people that she in her life. Yeah. And so, how do, how but how does she him. find? So she finds the house that. Well, I'll pay a little more attention. But it's, it's what but she how ha- did they find this alternate address? Did he? Yeah, I don't know how. That, that's, I don't know how the, the, that's the address of someone who was uh, who tried to smuggle death's head moths into the country. Ah, that's what it is. You're yeah. right. You're right. I forgot. I hadn't put Which the details Which he probably together. got from, but. Yeah, or maybe it, no, no. it was his moth you know dealer. No, 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 no. It's it's the same yeah. name as him. Lab. It's the same name as him because he. Uh, it is his name James, is James Gump. James but Gump. It's, it's just not where he lives right now. Right. That's it's probably the, well. He's probably yeah. smart enough to have given a fake address yeah. in case he was caught. Because he's, with he's with living here in someone's house that he's apparently killed, and their corpse is still in the tub in the yeah. in the basement. So this is just a house he sort of has taken over. That had a very squatter. Oh, yeah. oh God. And I don't okay. know what that Yikes. one. I can't. That's why would you ever do that? Well, apparently it's pretty. It's a, an erogenous thing. Yes, I, yeah. Well, not for me, thanks. Not yeah. for me, but I understand. Pass. Yeah. I love. I love his taste in music. I'm sorry. I like his. I like this li- taste in Goodbye, Hor- Goodbye this is horses. Is a beautiful necklace. I would. I would wear this necklace when I. What? Nothing. 
You know, um, would, would you fuck you, Trey? <laughs> I, w- I would. would, oh, I would. I'd, I'd fuck. Me. See, he's he's got to he's got to get a girl suit though, because these tattoos are just not they're not great, not, not attractive. Uh, I have people just throw shit at Kevin Smith, and I it doesn't bother me. I like Dogma. I think Clark's is funny, and you know he's making his money and he has his fan base, and that's great. I wasn't mad at him until he ruined Silence of the Lambs for me <laughs> by changing what's in my head. From this great gripping scene to Jay Muse doing it in front of a fast yeah. food restaurant for no reason at all, literally. Yeah. What movie was that? Clerks, Clerks 2. 2. Oh, okay. The, they were just the out there being bored. <laughs> and so occasionally... But it was... I, I thought that was funny because it was... No, I think was, it's really, it was totally funny in the trailer, but I thought it was just something they did. And then it's in the movie. No. It's like, oh. Yeah, it was very much just occasionally in Clerks, they would cut outside to whatever Jay and Silent and Bob were doing. Yeah. So in this case, they were bored and he just did the... Buffalo Bill dance. Yeah. A, I didn't know Ted Levine was in this good a shape. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. B, Trey, how, what was the reaction like in the, at the day? <laughs> in the theater? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, wow. What are we doing? I mean, what are we doing? Yeah. Stop, stop, stop. Oh, it really was. People, oh, it's tucked. Okay. It's like people really did not know how to react. But to even still, it's like, wow, he took the shit out of that. Yeah. yeah. Good no. work. Yeah, when you got enough, when you got enough, what I find disturbing is the fact that he's wearing a scalp. I mean, if you look at it closely, he's wearing a scalp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a little close-up when he's painting on his eyebrows, and you can see. Now, there's something interesting about this in the book. This was a big scene in the book, but the uh, original screenplay didn't have it in it. And Ted Levine said, "If we don't have the scene, we don't have the character." Yeah, go Ted Levine. Yeah, yeah. It's another one of those Chris Tucker. Fifth Element boy, make or break. Could have ruined your career with this and never worked again. But hey. You went for it, man. Horses. Yeah. He's great. And now men run across the airport. <laughs> Tarmac. So here's how she starts putting together. Running quickly to now. places where things and now, are going and now, to now Airhead Girl is looking right at us. So there you go. I love how she's like, they have Barry Manilow on the radio. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. I got a little distracted. I was confused when she said that. This job at the bank, I'm like, are you in a bank? Are you yeah. in a sewing bank? I'm confused oh. now. Do people owe you sewing? She's got she's got the name. Yeah. How about Forrest Gump? Yeah, yeah Forrest Gump. This is like this is like the the interview in uh, in um, Fargo. Oh yeah, yeah, they were yeah, they were funny looking. He's just funny looking guy. So now, but now the the point of view shots have reversed. Yeah, Mrs. Lipman. Power. This is the idea, Mrs. Lipman. So this is. Ah, okay. Mrs. That's Lipman's house. Her. That's she's just so she. To, she doesn't even. She doesn't even think she's doesn't going even expect to, find to meet him, him there. there. She right. wants to talk okay, to okay, Mrs. Okay. Lipman, and then like suddenly, oh, then there's that great moment coming up where she goes, "Oh my freaking yeah, god!" Wait, so it is. So it is. So it is lucky that he happens to live there now because she just knew Lipman. Yeah. Unless the guy had a relationship with Lipman and she gave him his house or something, that makes sense because they would have both been coming to the same store, might have met each other. Exactly. They used to go to Mrs. Lipman's house and sew or whatever the hell was going on. So, yeah. You know. And here we have the beginning of this great parallel. Yeah, here we go. Oh, 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 there's also well, there's also a good chance that he he um, you know, he went to. Li- <laughs> there's also a good chance he did. Uh, you don't like moths on your nose? No, there's only one thing that really scares me, and it's large bugs. Huh. Yeah, not on big spiders. It's six on your legs. Face. I don't know what it is. There's but the leaf bugs in Temple of Doom. Where does that fucking scare me? Yeah, I think I think there it might have been a thing. You know, this is definitely kind of reading into it and kind of creating. Uh, backstory, but there it very well may have been like a little Red Riding Hood thing where he knew she went because he wanted that girl, so he knew she went over to this other house. He went in, you know, oh, uh, and waited, uh, you know, killed the the old woman and waited for her to come over, mm. possibly. But no, this is totally his his house. No, it's Lipman's house. 
Well, this it's, is Lippmann's house. It, Lippmann used to live there, but yeah. he's totally made this his own oh, house. Oh, definitely, oh, yeah. yes. But or, or maybe he picked this house because of the well. Or maybe. Yeah. But depending on if there would have there been any There are a few unanswered for... questions here, aren't there? Yeah. yeah. But, there but, are. but they're, they're unanswered, but not in the sense that you're like, wait, wait a minute. That doesn't make any sense. The, the movie don't, totally works. Yeah, it's just it's just like, what? it's more of an unanswered question like, wow, how long has he been fucking at this? And yeah. what's he been, you know, so... Yeah. He's had a chance it's, to it's make more, this place his own. Yeah, it's it's more of an implication of things. Than that. Was that a quote questions. with swastikas on it? Yeah, yeah. Swastika you didn't notice that last time. No, I didn't notice that. There's lame. just a quick moment where he's going to grab. I think he's grabbing to, going to grab his gun by his bed, and it just pans down while he's grabbing it and leaves, and doesn't give you any time to go. His quilt is covered in red swastikas. But the, the but thing, in his defense, it might be from the Revolutionary War, and they didn't mean the same thing then. But they, or, actually, the thing is, they were they, bright they, orange. Are they the correct correct? Oh, is it not fashionable enough swastikas for you? Hindu. I just, I've never seen a bright orange swastika before. Swastikas. Which way do they go? It's pretty amazing the way he he's, go, like, all, he's also kind of soundproof. I mean, I suppose you would if you were going to be yeah. raping and murdering. Well, he doesn't rape them. He doesn't rape them. Yeah. Uh, but I if you were so. going to be starving and murdering women in your house, you're probably going to want to soundproof it pretty well. Pretty much. Yeah. To the point where he has to put in a giant alarm so he'll <laughs> hear the front doorbell. So they're like, that, wait, a minute, wait yeah. a minute. He manages to even look pretty sane. Like, he does. He passes really well. You know, well, you'd have to. Well, so th- sociopaths are excellent at yeah. mimicking yeah. human behavior without actual energy. Now, here's, here's the one thing that we just need. We, my we, God. We, oh, my God. Because it doesn't make sense that he would necessarily automatically think that. That That's the one thing that I think I don't think quite fits. Yeah, there's no reason for him to think She's that, just wandering around the neighborhood interviewing yeah. people. Why he would think that she's in danger all of a sudden is, is a jump, I think. But uh, but but movie-wise, it, it makes sense. You know, It's a water cooler moment. There is certain, there's definitely something to be said about a movie has to make sense, kind of. But it more has to it make sense emotionally. It has, to, it has to wind its way through the story emotionally and pay off that way. It's, it's, a, it's a weird distinction to make, and I'm not qualified about editing or screenwriting to talk about it at length. But the idea, and they talk about it in, uh, in The Blink of an Eye, uh, the editing book, where you, you follow the emotion more than you follow the exact details. And that's an editing thing, but it's a precept that would apply to storytelling as well, where you want to see the emotional story play out. You don't necessarily have to have every detail fit onto itself in the real world as long as the characters are doing something that makes sense to you when you're sympathizing with them at the same time and all that stuff. Period, period, period. Thought. It's a, nah. it's a, it's a very... It's a very tough thing to know whether or not you have a handle on it. It's very intuitive. Because basically, this is an example of fridge logic. Okay. Yeah, and we're just giving want, it to it. I wonder. Well, and we're, we're saying in this particular case, we're saying I don't care. Yeah, I kind of. Well, it's not like them getting there really accomplished. It's not like they save her. You know, so it almost doesn't matter. Even if yeah. you didn't you think if they it did, out, it would be a two sex nothing. they don't. They don't show up at all. They, they yeah. don't get here at all. They don't know where she is. Um, he is, ju- yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't know to race to her. He's like, oh fuck, yeah. she's probably followed the trail to the right thing because she's smart. Yeah. Now, this now is I a- don't understand what he's doing here. Why did he? In- I assume he invited her in just to see how much she knew, and he would kill yeah, he's, her he's, if he's she try- knew too much. Yeah, he was trying. He's trying to find out. You know, they close to catching a killer, yeah. and then. But then there's this. I mean, talk about seeing people thinking in movies. You know, we just saw her put it together. Like, oh yeah. my god! Yeah. And then you're gonna see him. You're like, oh shit! She figured it out, and yeah. now it's now it's on. You know. Now, there was something I read 
uh, in research for this. Yeah, he's that, like, she's like, oh, everything's cool, and oh shit, she knows. You know, he like, there's this moment here where she yeah. see see her her slip was she probably uh, he's grinning, he knows. Yeah, yeah. she should have she probably should have grabbed the card first. Yeah. and then said, can I use your phone? Right, right, right. right. Like see, and I, I like this scene because they both know what's up, and they're they're, they're pretending for yeah. like that brief moment. Of like, (laughs) there was something I read. They were talking about, and uh, again, they don't overplay it. See, right about here is when I shoot. Bam, bam, bam. bam. (laughs) He just walks out. Well, see, they they don't try to play the whole scene where they both know what's going on. Yeah, but Uh, she's she's a rookie, you know, so she's she's following her training, but she's never pulled the trigger on anybody. Yeah, you know, she doesn't know how to do that. I don't know when in the process this correspondence occurred, but it was between the filmmakers and the FBI. Uh, It would have been probably before the movie. Where they were talking about and reviewing, like like the Air Force would, just reviewing the movie and saying, "Are we going to throw our support behind this?" Uh, and their opinion at the time was, "This is a perfect representation of FBI training," but they would never send her out by herself to go catch the killer. Uh, and I don't think that's what happens in the movie. No, she no I think the FBI. I think the FBI misread the movie. In yeah. fact, she was. She was. She was just looking. Her boss clues. specifically told her, uh, "Stop now. Tight. Yeah, no, we're on just the other, chill. We're on the other side of the country looking for the killer. You just you fin- do the sit mopping tight. Up. Sit tight in that town. Catch a movie. We'll pick you up in six yeah. hours. She's just doing the mopping up interviews. She's just doing yeah. paperwork. Supposedly, yeah. you know, just just now. Now one thing, one setup that doesn't really uh, necessarily come back. I mean, now now shut your mouth. Nowadays, it would be a setup, but before it was probably just details of her training or whatever but there's that bit where oh, the, the, in the, the in corner the drug raid where she doesn't check the check corner, the corner. Yeah. Yeah. and you would think that would kind of come back as a thing one way or the other or either she, she forgets well, again no, or this time or she you'd doesn't see her right. I, I, yeah. I took it as the fact that she didn't forget this time yeah she is no, i agree with him because the uh she, you see her she'll handle a door check the next corner go over there uh-huh. usually close the door or something like that there it happens a little bit mm-hmm and I remember. I don't remember. <laughs> now she's pointing the gun yeah. at me. Now she's freaking. <laughs> oh, I yeah, was confused. It it's a, it's Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's all completely robbery. benign. Nice. <laughs> the uh, the thing that. Whoa, where was he going with that? I had a thing. Rocket, <laughs> sorry. It was all uh, just a crazy misunderstanding. Crazy misunderstanding. Well, I think it's. You just wanted to see his kids I think again. Just, I think it's just one of those things where it feels like when you see a scene like that, it feels like. It should mean something. Oh, they were giving us, a, they were setting us up for like, where's the thing? But they also it's really the, just, it's really just a montage of training, and that was a thing. It doesn't have yeah, a, a yeah. validity. Yeah. To they it. also did the driver bit where the guys like he doesn't like physical. Yeah, yeah. I mean there yeah, are there exactly. are red herrings present. In yeah, this film. the um, yeah. I don't remember what well, they called it, it. That may very well be just a red herring in terms of oh she's gonna forget the corner yeah, and die. Exactly. Oh yeah. my god, and then she doesn't, and it's fine. Uh, but it maintains tension the whole time without yeah. having to do anything. Right. I don't remember what the term yeah. was. You're but thinking I to yourself, check the corners, check yeah. the corners. <laughs> exactly. Check the corners. I don't know what it means, but please, for the love of yeah. God, do it. The term they had for checking the corners, I forget what it was, but I remember it was funny. It's like, check out your spooky place yeah. or something <laughs> like that. I think it's your danger zone or something, which is, you know, it's probably, hey, no, this was after Top Gun. It's still silly. Yeah, I, as as we established at this point, uh, uh, you know, the the girl in the hole is a decent person. She's just kind of been pushed yeah, to her she's limits a little, here. She's a little upset. Like, yeah, there's somebody she's there. Had a going, bad just, day. just hang on, hang on. I'll be right yeah, with someone's you. Someone's there. Like, I'll save you in a little bit. Yeah. What the fuck? She, yeah, like, just, I just, kind I kind of understand. Just gotta run a quick errand. Yeah, and I'll be back. <laughs> Which is a total lie. Total yeah. lie. Yeah. <laughs> she's just like, trying oh, to chill her the yeah. fuck out. Yeah. No backups on and, their way. Yeah, and no. hopefully, hopefully the killer will hear that at least, and and hopefully worry about it. Too. Yeah. This is the nastiest basement. In, yeah, it's an interesting in, in America. It's, way that it's it's laid quite out. something. 
and now we start getting the bugs again. Yeah. And this this is another movie where today this would not play out this way at all because she would have a cell phone on her. Yeah. yeah. And she'd yeah. just call immediately. Call it in. Just back out the door and make a phone call. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, she wouldn't have had to say, can I use your phone? She would have taken the yeah, call. Thank you like, very much. Okay, yeah. thank you very much. Out the door. Bingo. Beep, 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 beep. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. There's, there's some more Nazi uh, imagery. Some yeah. yeah. supremacy yeah. imagery. Now, there's no telling, though, that, that maybe it's Mrs. Lipman stuff. Maybe. <laughs> Mrs. Lipman might have been Now, that would be a great twist. Crazy bat. <laughs> she was the neo-Nazi of the town. Uh-oh. Surrogates. There, there's your, there's your actually moth on a string. Before, before Silence of the Lambs. That's yeah. a moth on a string for sure. Mrs. Lipman was actually Lenny Reifenstahl. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's the secret. That's the surprise reveal. Is that it was, they were hidden Nazis all along. <laughs> this is like where human, she's like, okay, that's, uh, that's enough. I don't need this anymore. So, and then the lights go out. Yeah. Okay. And, yep. And then there's this, and you're like, oh, fuck. Oh, no. Now I remember this. That's that yeah. screenwriting 101, man. Yep. Ratchet up the tension. That's right. Raise yeah. the stakes. Bat in the hatches. This is one of the all-time shit-scaringest sequences of all time. <laughs> well, yeah. Shit-scaringest? Shit-scaring. I, I was searching for a phrase. And well, yeah, because there's, there's tension the whole time because you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> he's right there the whole time. Yeah. I'm right. I mean, he's right there. <laughs> I mean, what? Him, me? I wonder if they would have they would have had some light on the set. Yeah, I think she's totally there. playing blind. Yeah, there's shadows there, so it wouldn't, yeah, it wouldn't actually be. Uh, I, I think she's vision. playing it because, except for a couple of moments like right there, there are no moments where she bump, brushes into something unexpectedly. Right. Yeah. I mean those those moments are there's only two or three and they're kind of big. Yeah. I don't I don't see anything that makes me genuinely believe that she actually bumped yeah. into something. No, and like I said that it's you see a shadow so I think it was probably just a really strong light on the camera pointing right at right. her. Right. Well, even infrared so. would throw would throw a shadow, but uh but I don't think you could expose film yeah. that way. That's the And the way the way he almost but doesn't touch her. Yeah, but he's like, but he's, I, well, yeah. The, the, I feel like he's. No, like, I, I always got from this like, ooh, this is even better hair. I want yeah. this hair. This is great hair. I want this hair. And then he's thinking of like grabbing her, yeah, her, so like, she can't scream and just taking her down. But she's like, oh, she's turning. Okay, yeah. she might shoot me if I'm not careful about this. And then this, it's a good thing he doesn't actually know how guns work, yeah, because you don't have to fucking cock them. <laughs> yeah, you do not have to do that with modern guns. Why they not? cock themselves when you pull the trigger. Halfway through, ha- yeah. the, the, the action off, right? of pulling, is actually two if stages. The trigger's off, yeah. yeah. It, as you pull the trigger, it pulls the hammer back and then it releases it. You don't have to cock it yourself and make the clicky sound. I don't think you've had to do that for about a century. Yeah. <laughs> the people in movies continue doing it, it makes and, it an e- and alerting their quarry. It makes it an easier pull, though. Yeah. It's now it's it's already yeah. preloaded. You know, it's, it's pre-cocked. All you have to do is tr- release it with the trigger. As Cocking is to- loading a, a bullet into the chamber, right? No, cocking is uh, pushing back the firing pin. Ah, to right. Fire. Yeah. 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 When, so when you don't, a, when you don't can pull be back a, the hammer, it and you have that two stage to the trigger, uh-huh. it gives it a little extra kickback in that oh. first shot. They, actually, when I was at field training, we had a day where we went down to the the range and we shot nine millimeters. And the only reason I didn't get the marksman award was because on that first oh, shot. Yeah, 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 right. The only reason. Yeah, <laughs> the, the only the only reason I didn't do well enough to get the marksman uh, level was because there's just a little bit of a little bit extra recoil in that first trigger pull. Oh. So that first shot would always be off, and gotcha. the rest one would be fine. You know, Matt Fedeveda can still hit a target for 300 yards. 
Oh, Matt Veda Veda has much more training in that yes. regard than I ever he's, did. He's actually had to do it professionally. I like that. I like that the girl is now has a relationship with the dog Precious. Yeah, based mm. on the novel pushed by Sapphire. <laughs> um, <laughs> but she she walks out of there just. I thought the dog's name was Precious. Yeah. <laughs> Precious. Precious. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> based on the novel pushed by Sapphire. Hey, it's Donald Faison again. It's, it's Donald Faison before he had the operation. Golf clap, golf clap, golf clap. Now, is this graduation or is this common? This is graduation. For the, for this is thing? graduating to your actually to, real yeah, FBI now. Be agents. Whatever happened to screen printing That's on cake? Fancy you never see cake. It Look at that cake. It's beautiful. But she did not cut all the way into the center of that yeah. circle. So that's yeah. going to be. It's no, just going to be all off balance now. It's going to be Blue weird. Kilter. Yeah, see, now they, they ironically calling okay. each other special agent because uh-huh. now they are. They have They're like, ah, agents. special agent. Yeah, me too, eh? And look, the bug guys came. They have dates. <laughs> Could you take our picture? I'm going to rub on up against this girl I yeah. just met. I am with a living girl. Yeah. Check it out. And he's actually gay in real life. Oh, yeah? Yeah. 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 Bulldog. Huh? And it's funny because his character on Frasier is this like, horrible, yeah. loud, horrible misogynist. Yeah. Nice. Sort of like Barney and Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, actually. Yeah, strangely enough. I kind of like that, yeah, that... Uh, that uh, the boss she calls get, him Mr. Crawford, yeah. so I guess he doesn't have a title. The Mr. Crawford gets gets all kind of like shy here, and he kind of like has to slip out. He can't deal with it, and he has to kind of okay. Well, gotta, it gives him an opportunity go. to say goodbye, 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 yeah. goodbye, 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 goodbye. All right. Oh, I know something. And then it's like, oh, it's it's what's so weird about this movie is like, oh, that's right, Hannibal Lecter, serial killer on oh, loose. Yeah. I wonder what happened no, with that. It totally, it it totally. Yeah, it, it feels forget. almost like a different movie. And yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, he's in this movie. Oh, yeah. That's right. It's almost I, like that movie you saw two years ago. Oh, right, the Hannibal Lecter yeah. movie. Yeah. I love, and of course, it's you know, it's one, that, of, the, it's one does, of the oft-mentioned lines of all time. I'm having a friend for dinner. Yeah. Which is like, it seems like he could. And then it's chill center. I think he could this. do better, though. I think that that last line, I, I feel like. like he could have been. Lecter could have done a better job. Yeah. He's thought line. about other lines for like 10 years. He's had time to figure this one out. But, you know, he's probably just enjoying this one. Now, what I do appreciate here is that it doesn't go straight to dial tone. She yeah. doesn't really know that he's hung up because it doesn't yeah. go straight to dial tone because phones didn't do that. <laughs> That's right, yeah. It takes a while for the line to clear. But every other movie, they hang up and they immediately hear a dial tone. And yet keep talking to it yeah. like they Hello? think. The Hello? Hello? Yeah. Are you there? Are you still there? Mm-hmm. I read a, uh... It's a windy day in Cabo. It is, and this this last shot here is very interesting too because it just goes on and on, and they roll credits they, over it. They you... do that sometimes in in older movies. They'll just roll, they'll just roll, and then they'll have yeah. the credits. Well, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about it. It's it makes you think. In this case, because he just walked in, it's not like yeah. a car driving away. It's like there he is. I'm still. Yeah, something's gonna happen. Him. I'm looking at him. You almost want to watch him just be like, oh my god, yeah. just don't let him get out of your sight. Like he's gonna explode or something. Yeah. There's gonna be a fireball. If I blink, up. he's gonna be right behind me. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. But I've always been interested in like these ending shots where they're just like, okay, and we're gonna roll for the next ten. Well, minutes. yeah, no, I mean, they, in this case, it was literally the last take, the last shot of the shoot. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, we've got another like 600 feet. Just yeah. fuck it. Yeah, go. Just roll. Just, it. Go. just, go. just, just go. roll. I just I like the idea of of you know to get like four shots. Like, hey, let's go to Tahiti or wherever the hell they shot this. Let's go to the Bahamas. Oh, yeah, there. 
Frankie Faison. Yeah, Frankie Faison. As who? As, oh, as, as Barney. Barney. As Barney. Well, it wouldn't be out of the question that they'd be related. You know. Supposedly, that's actually that's actually entirely um, the case. What you were just saying, Trey, is they that just, he was a, he was originally just going to be in like Louisiana or something, but they placed this scene specifically in you know a, a tropical island to be like, I guess the uh, the yeah. studio is going to have to pay us to go shoot there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it oh. says it right in the log line it's, there. I don't know what it is. Cabo. So, I yeah. mean. Cabo, it's crazy. It's vital to my vision of the film that we shoot it. The fact that it is Cabo is integral to the theme and point of the film. It's an anagram. You figure it out. We've come so far. Don't ruin my. They're in Boca. (laughs) Anyway, Silence of the Lambs is. I I gotta admit, I hadn't really challenged myself. Oh God, I lost him. (laughs) Oh no, (laughs) I had not challenged myself to answer some questions while I was watching it because Fridge Logic. We've been over that before on movies like Transformers. Uh, but it does actually leave some questions that are not answered by the movie and that may or may not actually be a problem. They may have real answers and we just don't get them, and that's okay. I don't think they're critical. Yeah. It, uh, it creates a larger world. So there are some things about it that I, I had not picked up on that are less than 100% outstanding. But as a whole, this is still among the most solid features ever made. It's a terrifying movie. It's a scary movie. It's perfect for October and Down in Front. And it's an example of a perfect movie, like almost no other. I mean, it's it's in, it's of the more perfect, perfect movies. You know, South Park the movie is a perfect movie. It's just, it's not Silence of the Lambs. Brian? Yeah. I just, absolutely. But if it applied itself. Uh, <laughs> if it applied itself it, and got into a good school. If it really worked at it. It worked hard. Um, yeah, I mean, we've talked about films before as in stories as being, you know, pieces of machinery designed to, you know, perform a function and... This this does it. This does it so well, like, and it's so simple. And every piece is there is no piece there that isn't absolutely vital to to what it's trying to do. It's it's fantastic. You okay? I'm good. <laughs> you look like you're in love. <gasps> yeah. uh, Dorkman, uh, you've seen this movie before. Eating faces. No, um, <laughs> I just uh, you know, I feel I feel like we uh, we about covered it. I'm not gonna try and go on for like a minute trying to find something to fucking say <laughs> oh, at the end. It's, oh, look, a special uh, production assistant. They must have just graduated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> well, Got they solved promotion. a couple serial killer cases <laughs> for their boss and then, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's still rolling. It's whoa, a great movie. Whoa, What's that, that guy, guy doing? Dude, what are you doing? Come back, come back. We he, gotta roll the he, take again. He's, yeah, he's Reset. Gonna, he's gotta go find Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Mr. Hopkins! <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's a great movie, completely deserving of uh, the awards it got and the the classical status that it now has and, uh, you know, worth revisiting every so often, I think. Every Halloween. Trey? It's, yeah, I think it's, it is it is entirely deserving of the awards it has. I still don't know if anyone's ever come up with a satisfying explanation of how it got the awards that it has. Because <laughs> it's so off the charts for, not only for a movie to get all top five, as we talked about, uh, did we, we we named the only other two times in history that I happened. I think we did on the... On air. On, on air. air. The other two. Yeah, uh, Trivia question, think about it yourself, you can answer in your head. What are the other two movies to win best actor, actress, director, screenplay, picture, and picture? picture. You know, the, the it's only happened five. three times in Hollywood history, I, the, at least before this movie, if it hasn't happened since then. I don't know. But I don't it's think it's happened since, happened since then. Since no. then. Think it over. We'll, we'll, we'll get back to that in there a are, second. There are other movies that have won everything they're nominated for, but not Exactly, but not five. necessarily all five of the quote-unquote top categories, although I think visual effects is also a top category. But um, we'll, we'll get back to you in a sec while you think about that question. I'm going crazy in the chat room. But the, the fact that this movie is one of those movies, it just seems so off the charts <laughs> that, 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 you know, that this movie about guys who eat faces and serial killers and a guy tucking his junk and putting it on camera 
becomes does the hat trick of the Oscars. It just seems so inexplicable. Um, I'm not saying that it shouldn't have happened. It just seems like such a, an aberration in Oscar history. Um, I'm grateful for it, but I have no explanation for it. Yeah, sort of it, interesting. it deserved it, but but who's going to give it to it? Usually, yeah. yeah. The, yeah. the credits are coming from the bottom of the frame. But they're leaving just before the top of the frame. It's a weird little matte error. Well, that well, it's, I don't know if it's a matte error necessarily so much as they had to do optical printing and they didn't want it to run yeah. over the frame. So they, oh, that's a good they, point. Or that's it might point. be the cropping, yeah. yeah. Trey, but, what were those other two movies? The other two movies we had when none of us knew we guessed. We were guessing earlier. But, uh, the oh, other we looked two, it up. Yeah. yeah, we had to look it up to be sure. But it was um, it happened one night. In the 1938, night. I think. Yeah. Um, and the other one was? One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yes. Cool. 1963? No, no, seventies, seventies. Yeah, I 70s. thought it was eighteen forty something. Eighteen, yeah. in, well, in eighteen. I was just, well, I was just saying numbers. In eighteen fourteen, <laughs> yeah, tra- we took train pulling into a station won four, but not all five. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's right. Yes. And on that yes. note, this was Silence of the Lambs, and it has been down in front. You can always find more episodes at downinfront.net. Click on the big iTunes link and subscribe. Get a brand new episode every single week. Go to the store, buy this DVD, and we get a dollar. There's also a big shiny donate button. We're not asking. We're just saying. And the show notes and co- uh, chapter breaks in the iTunes file were provided by Matt Fade Veda. Thank you for the enhancement stuff. Dude, go to the forum. There's a wonderful community. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, slash down in front. You'll find us there. There's so much shit I have to say at the end here. <laughs> yeah. And until next time, my name is T. Christie. Brian Fittipter. I'd fuck me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Ooh, oh. Creepifying. But he's a great big fat person. <laughs> oh. And uh, 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 Trey Stoke. Thank you very much for listening. Good night. <laughs> down in front. Good night. Good night. I'd fuck me. It it puts the mouse button over <laughs> the pause button, it or puts, else it gets the holes again. It puts the podcast oh. on the iPod. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's the hot. Oh. oh, it buys the movie from the Amazon. Link. <laughs> <laughs> we got shirts that say surrogate. <laughs> oh my god! Trendsinyourhead.com. <laughs>